It's six o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Hearts County Council paying out over £1 million in roads compensation. Police chief vowing to fight for more funding and council wants Aylesbury Grammar Schools to expand into Bedfordshire. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hertfordshire County Council have paid out over £1 million in compensation in the last two and a half years for damage caused by potholes and defective pavements. That's according to figures obtained by the Liberal Democrats who say it shows the council should rethink how it maintains its roads. More from Ben Nye. The leader of the opposition, Stephen Giles Medhurst, says the council should be spending money on fixing defects before people get injured. Earlier this year, the Lib Dems revealed that the council had fined their highways contractor Ringway for not fulfilling all its duties, including failing to respond to some road repair requests. However, the Cabinet Member for Highways, Terry Duris, says the Council are continuing to invest heavily in its roads and spends millions every year on road reinstatement and repairs. The Chief Constable of Bedfordshire Police is planning to challenge the government over its decision not to give them extra funding. John Boucher says it's becoming impossible to effectively fight crime in the county. All I want is a fair deal for Bedfordshire, the same proportion of officers that other forces have for the number of residents they've got, the same proportion of officers that other forces have for the crime pattern they've got, and that's not been recognised. And we are really going to start to have difficult conversations about what services we can provide in the next three or four years. European leaders have agreed a plan with Turkey to help stem the flow of migrants to Europe. Visa restrictions for Turkish citizens are to be eased in exchange for Turkish cooperation on migration. Firefighters have remained overnight at the scene of a blaze at a thatched cottage in Boreham Wood. They were called to Silver Hill shortly before six o'clock yesterday evening. Over 30 firefighters dealt with the blaze, which, de- which affected the detached building plus a garage and two cars. A council in Bedfordshire says it will pursue the idea of creating a new grammar school in the county. Central Bedfordshire Council would like to ask one of the grammar schools over the border in Aylesbury to expand into Leighton Buzzard or Dunstable. Yesterday, the government approved the expansion of a grammar school in Kent. The BBC's political correspondent, John Pienaar, says opinions remain sharply divided. There's an argument that says they provide a a route to upward mobility for... For, for kids from less well-off backgrounds as well. Of course, against that, you've got the argument that they, they cream off pupils and leave other schools, not in the grammar school system, less well-off as a result, not just, you know, in terms of, of, of resources, but in terms of the commitment of parents, which makes a school improve in so many cases. So very, very divisive. In sport, England will resume on 290 for three on day four of the first test against Pakistan in Abu Dhabi, with captain Alistair Cook, 168, not out. That's in reply to Pakistan's 523 for eight. Play starts at seven o'clock our time. The weather mostly cloudy but dry with only one or two isolated showers. A maximum temperature 13 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. And relax the perfect music for your afternoon Imagine me and you, I do I think about you day and night It's only right to think about the boy you love and hold him tight. So happy together. If I should call you up, invest a dime, and you say you belong to me and ease my mind, imagine how the world would be so very fine, so happy together. Nobody but you For all my life 
and you and you and me no matter how they toss the dice it has to be the only one for me is you and you for me so happy together in there the best 99 pence i've spent this week vicky carr live hang on the concert's still going on guys but we have to leave vicky carr and ed sullivan who's also in the audience she introduces him later on in the album oh what a treat what a treat morning guys if you've got tattoos you're more aggressive than normal people Explain yourself, you violent thugs, but from a distance. It's a fact. Science has proven what we've all known. If you are tattooed, then use a thug. Probably a bit thick as well. I'm throwing that in there. That's not part of the research. That's come from me. That's come from me. But I'm right, though, aren't I? If you think about it, if you really think about it, I'm right. 03459 455 555. Play nice, guys. Play nice. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Shh, shh, shh. Concerts. In case you didn't figure it out, the title of that last song was um, Yesterday I Heard the Rain. <laughs> I don't want to say too much about this next song, other okay. than... Um, You'll just sing it. You seem to enjoy some of our arrangements. Oh. And let's see if you like something a little bit different than oh. we did with an old standard of oh. Come Rain or Come Shine. Sorry, that sounds a little bit... Uh, we'll, we'll go back to the Vicky Carr concert a little bit later on in the show. Let's go to the girls! Morning, girls! Good morning. Hey, now, um, Kelly, as we all know, is leaving at the end of the month, so she's kind of given up. That's fine. That's fine. I expect nothing more. Uh, That's not why I've given up, though. I gave up a while ago. Oh, well, thanks. Thanks. (laughs) Um, Catherine, what's your problem today? Oh, I'm just tired. (laughs) Well, that's not good enough. No, I spent all afternoon yesterday making a mousse. There, we'll leave that there. 034, maybe we'll find out more as the morning progresses. 03459 455 555. Now... Hertfordshire County Council have paid out more than a million pounds for damage and injury caused by po- 
potholes and uneven pavements. That's according to figures obtained by the county's Liberal Democrats, who also revealed that the council had fined their highways contractor, Ringway, over £670,000 for not fulfilling all of its duties. Bear with me. However, Cabinet Member for Transport, Terry Duris, an all-round good guy, says Hertfordshire's roads are amongst the busiest in the country and they are continuing to invest heavily in road reinvestment and repairs. Have you switched off yet? Don't! Too late. Philip Gorm is from the RAC Foundation and joins me now. Morning, hey, Philip. Looking at the, uh, the roads. Oh, no, hang on a second. We're, we're, uh, oh, my screen's shifted, that's why. Morning, Philip. Yeah, good morning to you. Um, now, according to your studies, Hertfordshire is ranked amongst the highest for compensation payouts. Yeah, uh, we had a look at the uh, number of compensation uh, claims made by drivers across the uh, country in the last financial year. Uh, there were around 29,000 claims received by British councils, and um, Hertfordshire ranked at uh, number five out of all the local authorities for the number of claims received. And to be fair to that uh, all-round good guy, I mean, he, he does have a point. You know, Hertfordshire has a big road network. It is a big authority, and it's a, a, a busy road network. So you would expect a lot of claims. But, you know, we are talking big numbers here still. Um, so uh, what should Hertfordshire be doing then? Should they be investing more in, um, in, in the roads? Uh, would that, is it all offset by how much they're spending now? What what's the, should they be up to? Yeah, I, I think it's interesting that um, the council has said that it's, it's prepared to take action against its contractor because I, th- I think that's right. I think um, uh, council taxpayers, uh, taxpayers in general, would uh, uh, want to see that the people who provide the services uh, actually do so and that if they fall short of uh, agreed terms and conditions, then there is a penalty to be paid. The wider problem, of course, is that uh, you know uh, there is a shortage of funds for things like road maintenance. And although after the bad winters we've suffered over the last, what, three or four years, the, the cold and the wet, the government has put some uh, one-off payments in to try and alleviate the damage. Even by the government's own estimate, there is a, a, a workload, a backlog there of potholes and repairs to be done that's going to cost some £8.6 billion. Pounds, you know, Sweet Lord! You and me, and certainly not cash that's uh, easily available. Blimey! And what, and what are the kind of things that people are making claims for? Just like your punctures and stuff? Yeah, it's predominantly um, things like uh, damage uh, to the suspension, punctures, perhaps bodywork uh, occasionally if, uh, if they're very deep or rutted uh, potholes or, or the, the, the sides of the carriageways have been eaten Money. away. I think it was interesting in those figures you uh, just mentioned, that also includes, I believe, um, personal accident uh, claims. So this is not just about damage to the vehicles. It can cause uh, injury. Um. Uh, potentially death to, um, oh. to, to vulnerable road users, whether they're on two wheels or, or pedestrians. So, you know, this is not just an inconvenience for drivers. It, it does uh, pose a threat to life and limb. Blimey. Um, Philip, thank you very much indeed. 03459 455 555 is the uh, telephone number. Did it? Did that change from... Did, it, did I say AA? Don't think so. Did that change? I thought I haven't it, changed it. I'll flip it. Okay. I thought, anyway, I was, I was going to ask him who'd win in a fight between an AA man and an RAC man, but then he started talking about AA. people dying. Well, he's from the RAC. Mm. Bet you didn't ask him. Well, explain that. I said, well, it's a, you know, it's it's a dull story. They often are. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Doesn't matter.
my cherie amour, lovely as a summer day. My cherie amour, distant as the Milky Way. My Sharia Moor, pretty little one that I adore. You're the only girl my heart beats for. How I wish that you were mine. Among the crowd, my Sharia more. I'll share your little distant cloud. Oh, Sharia more. I like to watch a please. No, I totally disagree with sex with a robot. Someday you'll be mine. Flipping it. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Southbound is all open and moving again between Junction 9 for Saffron Walden and 8 for Bishop Stortford in Stamford. That's after an accident last night and it caused debris on the road caused punctures of seven cars tyres but they've all been moved out of the way so it's all moving fine. On the M1 it's okay through the roadworks at the moment between Junction 12 for Flittick and 11 for Dunstable. There's a lane closed each way there so expect queues later on. And in Milton Keynes on the A421 standing way there's roadworks at the Bottledon roundabout so expect there to be queues there when it starts to get busier. But on the train departure boards there's no reported problems so far this morning, Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. Right, 6.16. Uh, these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Hearts County Council has paid out over £1 million in compensation in the last two and a half years for damage caused by potholes and defective pavements. The Chief Constable of Bedfordshire Police is planning to challenge the government over its decision not to give them extra funding. And European leaders have agreed a plan with Turkey to help stem the flow of migrants to Europe. Nick Coffer on BBC Three Counties Radio. History coming up uh, very shortly with the uh, brilliant Dan Hill. He's a local historian. Sorbetsworth, um, amongst other things, has got quite a rich history. As it's further east, there is uh, a lot more influence with regards to things like air raids. Weekdays from 12. Great music as well coming up here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Freddie Mercury, the great pretender. Go west as well on its way. First, though, his T-Rex. Nick Coffer. You know, it's fantastic to be able to get, you know, people like Nathan Bell and Gary Matthew and, you know, experienced but still early on in their careers, giving them the opportunity to come and make music in a lovely environment, Luton Library Theatre. Could you describe modern Britain in 50 records? Stuart McConey is doing just that in his book. I don't think you're ever going to get another Beatles who dominate pop pop cultures. Nick Coffer, weekdays from 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio. That fella talking about Luton Library Theatre, has he sold it out? Has he? Has he sold it out? I, I, I have, this Saturday. Come and watch people going in and out. You can't buy a ticket. Lee's on the uh, A1. Good morning, Lee. Morning, mate. How you doing? Uh, do you know what? I'm, uh, I've, I'm downst- I've got downstairs trouble, but apart from that, I'm, I'm focused. Good man. What you got for us, Lee? Uh, yeah, I just wanted to ask you, uh, uh, when you said earlier on about uh, people with tattoos being thick, I just wanted to know how you come to that conclusion. Uh, through observation, personal observation. I mean, the fact that they're more aggressive is a fact. That's been um, discovered by... There's, there's a study in the newspaper uh, that says that tattooed people are more likely to be aggressive than normal people. So, uh, that's a fact. So, and the so thick things... more likely or, or fact? They are more aggressive or they're more likely to be more aggressive? Well, it's... No, it's a... It, and, and you're proving my other point as well. It, it's a fact that they are more likely to be aggressive than normal people. So, it's a fact that they're more likely... That's... Uh, it's right, a fact, Lee, that they are more likely... Again, you're proving the other point perfectly, so I, thank you for that. It's a fact that they are more likely to be aggressive, yes. OK, so I, I haven't got toes. I've not got toes, personally. <laughs> right, OK. You're, just, you're, you're from the Tattoo I'm, Defence I'm, League. The yeah, TDL. yeah, well, I'm, uh, I'm, 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 just, I'm just, uh, just as aggressive, but without them. Oh, I see! Oh, so you're so, just so, a thug! You should go and get striped up! Go and get some tats, Lee! I think you should. It would suit you down to the ground. <laughs> if you had, if you were forced to have a tat, if, if God forbid, David Cameron introduced a law where we all had to have a tat to show our individuality, what would you have tattooed on you, Lee? Uh, I, I don't know really. Cause I just don't think I'd get it. Okay. Well, I, I think I'd have a pony. <laughs> yeah. Where would you get it? On my bum. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, I'll t- I tell you why, I've, and I've just, I've just made a joke here, guys. I've just made a joke. Maybe you'd like to listen to this, guys. I think I get a, a, a pony on my bum because I've certainly got the trots right now. 
<laughs> Lee, thank you very much indeed. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Guys, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio, three four five nine four double five five double five. It's a fact, guys. It's a fact that people with tats are more likely to be aggressive. That's a fact. The idiot bit. I mean, that's just personal experience. But I'm sure if someone were to conduct a study, you know, it just seems common sense, doesn't it, Kells? It's sure. There, it's sure. There you go. You see, it sure. That's what we're dealing with today, guys. That's broken Britain. You right, Betsy? <laughs> yes, player, are you? Uh, you How's not... your tattoo getting on? It's going very, very slowly, very slowly. They're doing one pixel at a time, but boy, <laughs> oh boy, when it's done, it's going to be awesome. Now, this week we've heard about two cases of stalking in Bedfordshire. In both cases, the stalkers had to get psychiatric help. The most high profile involved an obsessed fan of the actress Samantha Womack. I don't know who that is. Samantha Janus. And the or Janice. O- Janice. And the other involved a late and buzzard guitarist who became obsessed with a 17-year-old girl he met in a coffee shop. But I've had stalkers. Do you know what they are? They're nut jobs. They are flipping. They are utter, utter nut jobs. Utter, complete. You know, you, who should be um, the, the, bang them in prison and then give them psychiatric help and then put them in prison again. That's what I say. When they, they're threatening to kill your kids and stuff like that, lock them up 
and um, then, you know, um, I don't know, drug them. I don't care. Both of them at some point use social media, which experts say may enhance the obsession in the mind of the perpetrator, especially if they are mentally ill. Tell me more about these cases, Catherine. OK, in the case of this guitar player from Leighton Buzzard, he became obsessed with a 17-year-old girl he met in a coffee shop. A really brief conversation she had with Johan Pereira um, led to a 14-month stalking nightmare for this teenager. The 44-year-old Cambridge University graduate, who was well-known on the streets of the town, started bombarding her and her boyfriend with emails texts, phone calls and letters. There were 457 emails, 173 had voice messages uh, attached. He sent 88 letters. He called her his wife. Yeah, I bet he did. And he said that God had shown him a sign that they should be together. Oh, the sign. We're meant to be together. Oh, flipping heck. He also branded her an adulteress and labelled her boyfriend an adulterer, telling them both that God would execute them. There we go, you see. And what happened when he was sentenced? Well, an earlier hearing at Luton Crown Court, he was found guilty of two charges of stalking involving fear of violence and two charges of simple stalking. Simple stalking? Well, he returned to court yesterday from the Robin Pinto Mental Health Unit at the Luton and Dunstable Hospital. In court, he held up a sign which read, Have a beautiful day. Oh, you see, he's still doing it. Uh He's still doing it in the courtroom. He's threatening and intimidating. He was detained under the Mental Health Act for stalking her and her boyfriend. The court heard he'd been diagnosed with schizophrenia and suffered from delusional beliefs. Oh, man. And um, this Samantha Womack, this this Samantha Janus, as we used to know Mm -hmm. her, what what, what happened there? Well, this is another case that was heard by uh, in Luton. Luton magistrate this time heard that Peter Rombau admitted to the police that his fantasies about Samantha Womack had started back in uh, 2009 when he was 16. He said he had an unhealthy crush on her that was out of control. He travelled 93 miles from his home on two occasions to the Soap Stars address in Bedfordshire. On the 4th of September this year, he arrived in the late morning and delivered a love letter to a postbox at the side gate of her family home. I mean... Five days later, Samantha Womack saw a light from his mobile phone in the early hours of the morning. Later, her husband Mark confronted uh, Rombau, who was sitting by a wall outside the house. Luton Magistrates Court heard this week that Rombau had left um, um, and posted an uh, posted an apology to the couple on Twitter in which he said, I never meant to cause upset, I'm very sorry. Um, Rombau of Norwich Road, Bungay, pleaded guilty to one charge of stalking her at an earlier hearing um, at the courts. Sentencing was adjourned, but his ade- uh, defence team said that psychiatric team in Norfolk will be responsible for his treatment. Is there really a place called Bungay? Bungay. Really? With an N. OK, well, that, that explains a lot. That really does explain a lot. 03459 455 555. I have great sympathy for the mentally ill, but... I mean, I've got no sympathy for, the, for this lot. I'm, I'm not in... Well, you've had it done to you. Oh, no, but we're friends. God has told me that we're friends. Jog on, fella. Jog on.
guys 03459 if you have tattoos you're more likely to be a thug it's official travel news for beds hearts and bugs bbc three counties radio traffic on the M25 anti-clockwise is starting to build up between junction 21 for the M1 and 19 for Watford. It's quiet elsewhere though on the motorways. The M1 is fine in both directions between junction 12 for Flittick and 11 for Dunstable through the roadworks. And on the M11 southbound it's all moving again between junction 9 for Saffron Walden and 8 for Stansted after an accident earlier yesterday night. In Hitchin on Cambridge Road the A505 is closed eastbound between Walsworth Road and Meadowbank for roadworks. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Hearts County Council has paid out over £1 million in compensation in the last two and a half years for damage caused by potholes and defective pavements, according to figures obtained by the Lib Dems. The Chief Constable of Bedfordshire Police is planning to challenge the government over its decision not to give them extra funding, and European leaders have agreed a plan with Turkey to help stem the flow of migrants to Europe. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. England will resume on 290 for three on day four of the first test against Pakistan in Abu Dhabi with captain Alistair Cook 168 not out. That's in reply to Pakistan's 523 for eight. Play starts at seven o'clock our time. In football, the Premier League and Championship resume tomorrow. Watford host Arsenal in a televised match at 5.30 with midfielder Valon Barami set to return for the Hornets after a three-match ban. Milton Keynes Dons are at home to Blackburn. Midfielder Darren Potter is close to a return but Manager Cole Robinson says he won't rush him back and risk further injury. No, he's not going to be available Saturday. Uh, I never, as I always said to you, I wouldn't rush him back anymore. We're in a different place at the moment. Got a number of players who can play in that role, and um, he's, uh, he's probably about two to three days away from joining with us. And uh, I'd expect him to hopefully be in the squad to travel to QPR at okay. a push. In League Two, Stevenage host Wickham. The Borough's 18-year-old striker Ben Kennedy has signed an improved three-year contract. And Luton welcome back Paddy McCourt after international duty for their trip to Crawley. Manager John Still also close to recalling midfielder Pelly Ruddock. Pelly is amazing pace and power and strength that can take him past people. You know, the, the next sort of two or three weeks, 
he'll be in and about it. But he is one player that I would like to get. I would like to get him back in. His, his pace and his power and his strength is game changing. And Bedford Rugby Club are in championship action tonight as they host Rotherham with a 7.45 kick-off at Goldington Road. The Blues suffered a number of injuries in last week's defeat at Jersey, so Tom Griffiths will make his debut at inside centre while Alex Lundberg gets his first start in the front row. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at 7. Bird's eye potato waffles. They're waffly versatile. They go with chips, fish fingers... That's old news. It's getting near dawn. When lights close the tired eyes, I'll soon be with you, my love. Give you my dog's surprise. From a sleazy country to a sluggy country. Am I allowed to say sex? What? You're a big boy. I won't go down the regular route. They should be dealt with it in a court of law. Boom, 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 boom. Boom, 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 boom. Boom, boom. Boom. I'm with you, my love. The light shining through on you. Yes, I'm with you, my love. It's the morning and just we two. I'll stay with you, darling, now. I'll stay with you till my seas are dried up. 
fantastic. I've been waiting so long. I've been waiting so long to be where I'm going in the sunshine of your love. That's what I mean. Okay, well, I thought that, um, that's what I mean. I've already just broken up. Me too. I thought that was going to be the white room. That's what I meant to put on, was the white room. All of the songs, I'm trying to find something that's not dirgy, and everything has been... You know, dirgy is... There's a time and a place for dirgy. The time and the place is not 6.35 on a... Uh, what are we, Thursday, something like that? It's Friday. Oh, for crying out loud. Morning. What I miss about um, modern Britain is the gypsy curse. Whenever you used to go to Hoxford Street... In that there London, there'd always be, and I'm not being um, rude, there'd always be gypsy women mm-hmm. um, offering you lucky heather. Or pegs. Uh, peg, well, I never, I'm not old enough to the pegs, it's like the 70s. What the hell are you talking about? Peg, of course, is my, my um, nan was called Nanny Peg. It was only like in the last five years. I've, do, Kelly, do you know what, what um, Peg is? What, if someone's called Peg, what their real name might be? Peggy. No, no. Okay, if their name's Peggy, mm. what might their real name be? Peggington. Close, mm. Peggington Bear. <laughs> Margaret. Yeah, Margaret. I never knew my Margaret. name. How? I d- I Margaret, don't... Meg, Peg, Peggy. Pegleg. I never knew <laughs> until about five years ago that my nanny Peg was called Margaret. Isn't that weird? Uh, if, you, if you don't know the names of your grandparents, go and find them out. I found out uh, through family history that my great-grandma wasn't called what I thought she was, in Ooh, fact. Uh, and her mum was actually her sister. Yeah, I found out that my granddad wasn't actually my granddad. <laughs> it wasn't my dad's dad. Sorry? Who, is it? Who was he? I don't know. He's some old drunk Scotch bloke that used to... I'm uh, being rude to granddad. He was my granddad, but he wasn't. You're very echoey again, so I'm going to... But there was a lot of ad hoc adoption going on there in those days, There was a lot of that going on. Um, but I missed the gypsy curse, and you would go down, the, 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 um, the gypsy ladies would offer you the lucky heather, and being young and naive, you go, oh, yeah, nice, it's really, thank you really great thanks very much indeed and then you take it and they say give me some money yeah. you say well no because it's just a tiny little bit of heather wrapped in a little bit of tin foil i'm gonna put a curse on you and they put gypsy curse on mm. you don't get gypsy curses no more it's because people don't believe it anymore if you've ever been cursed um <laughs> having to listen to this rubbish ah get lost oh three four five nine four double five five double five we're doing a curse special today hex we call it uh, hexes other names for curses jinx jinxes mm-hmm. hexes and curses Dennis and Dunstable's calling in. He's probably... He's my jinx. Um, the Daily Mirror. What they often do in the Daily Mirror on a slow news day, and you'll notice because we're doing a story about potholes as our lead, that there is absolutely nothing interesting to talk about, OK? Pothole stories, uh, for for me as a news story, are just like I, uh, the most boring, dullest stories you could possibly have. Why would you want to talk about potholes? <laughs> Anyway, I'm being forced to. There's literally uh, a man off camera with a gun at my head. So, um, but, uh, so we're doing that. But the, uh, the curses, the, the, what the Daily Mirror do on page eight, they just fill up a page with stuff they've got off the internet, yeah. right, just to fill it up. Today it's curses, the hex factor. As Pompeii relic thieves are hit by bad fortune, we look at other spin, spine-chilling curses. Now, there's, there's, there's some that we all know about. We all, we all know about the poltergeist curse, don't we? What? The poltergeist curse, don't we? Um, the hmm? movie Poltergeist. Everybody in that movie died a oh, yes, horrible yeah, death. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. Yeah. Is that real? That's apart from the... Well, that tiny woman. Apart from, yeah, the person who... The psychic woman. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody in that movie died she took a right, horrible death. She took the right precautions, clearly. Um, the poltergeist curse. Every member of the 1980s horror movie series 
died in the six years between the first and the third films. Gosh. The curse was blamed on the fact that real human skeletons were used as props. Heather O'Rourke, Heather O'Rourke, who played Carol Ann, died at 12. Dominique Dunner was... Will Sampson, a medicine man in the second movie, died of kidney failure and everyone else died, basically. Hang on, they're just picking people out who've died. Not everyone else. They all died. They all died. Every single person. Literally everybody in that, apart from, as you say, the um, psychic dwarf. Which I suppose she will die. One day. Yeah. Well, the Superman curse... You know, the Superman curse. Everyone that's played Superman has come to a sticky end. Apart from the new ones. Apart from the new the right. last. Well, apart from the last two, but that will happen. Yeah. Kryptonite may be the only thing that can hurt Superman, but the actors who played him and those around him have met with lots of harm. Oh. George Reeve, star of the TV series in the 50s, committed suicide. Christopher Reeve fell off a horse. Um, his non-smoking even affects their spouses. His non-smoking wife, Dana, died of lung cancer. Lee Quigley, who played Superman as a baby in the movie, Superman, died. Margot Kidder, Lois Lane, became bipolar. The, new, the last two... Well, the, the penultimate one has had a curse in that he didn't get picked up for another movie. What was his name? Brendan Fraser. Mm. The new guy, he's, he's, still, he's still clinging Touch on. It, well, that's a possibility. Dennis! Good morning. You must have been cursed, cue joke. It was, but yes, quite a few times. My my grandfather, who was who was um, Could Samuel. Could you? Um, yeah. Are you in heaven? <laughs> if only. Yes. Could you? Samuel Pickford Hayden. Could you turn your radio off, please, buddy? Yes, I've done so. Sorry. Your your, your anyway, grandfather I was, was cursed. He said to me, "You're never going to account to anything." And he was dead right. I mean, he was. He was that's not, that's not a curse, that's just a, a, an accurate prediction of... Um, well, that's right, curse, yes. Genetics. Here's, OK, here we go, here we go. The yeah. crying... We all know the crying boy curse, don't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go yeah, on, what's yeah. that, then? There's this really horrible picture. She's right. Um, and it's, hang, on, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. We, we're not, it's we're like not, a big-eyed... Hang on, hang on a minute. We're not giving this the uh, the respect that it deserves. We've got to... Hang on a minute, we're going to... Hang on a minute. Good women, no. All right, hang on a minute, we're done. All right, OK, hang on a minute. Hang on a second, guys. <laughs> Um, hang on, hang on, Dennis. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen. Okay. The crying boy curse. Right, there's this horrible picture of a big-eyed child painted in a proper saccharine chocolate box style. And if that wasn't bad enough to have on your wall as a curse, apparently it sets your house on fire. Because some people had fires and they happened to have that picture. Which is quite a popular picture, I believe. But yeah, probably, probably. Yeah, bad I'll be voodoo. honest, mate. You're not say, you're not saying it in a scary way. It wasn't very scary, Dennis. Oh, I can do it scary. I, no, 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 I'll do it. I'll do it. Okay, okay, it's my turn. Okay. Go on, you do it. <clears throat> yeah, let's start the music again. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Hang on, I've got scary music. Hang on. Hang on. There we go. Scary music coming up. Oh, boom. Um, no, I'm trying to find the Halloween theme. I wasn't meant to play that. Hang on. There we go. There we go. Scary music. <laughs> oh, oh. Ow. Um, here we go, here we go, here we go. Here we go, let's go. <clears throat> the Crime Boy Curse. In 1985, a Yorkshire firefighter, or as we called them then, firemen, claimed undamaged copies of a mass-produced portrait of a crying boy were always found in the ruins of burnt-out houses. Without exception, every burnt-out house he attended, for it was only men that were allowed to be those brave souls in the 80s. 
contained an undamaged picture of a boy crying. People started to claim the painting sparked blazes or explosions, but the painting survived unscathed. The original painter added fuel to mystery when he said it was based on an orphan whose parents died in a house fire. House fire. House fire. House fire. House fire. Look, that's scary. That was scary, Dan, wasn't it? It was, yes. Yeah, I, I agree with you totally, yeah. Okay. Tattooing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> where, where, where would you have a tattoo? Um, I'd have a big arrow in the middle of my back saying this way up because my father, <laughs> when I was born, picked me up by my heels, looked down at me there body and then disowned me completely. So. Ladies, ladies and gentlemen, Dennis is here all week, <laughs> unfortunately. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25, it's very busy anti-clockwise now between Junction 21 for the M1 and 19 for Watford. And it's also slow on the North Orbital Road at the M25 Junction 21A roundabouts. On the A414 Park Street roundabout, is looking very busy now through the roadworks on the North Orbital Road between the Park Street roundabouts and the London Coney roundabout. There's a lane closed each way there while the roadworks go on. In Milton Keynes, it's still very quiet, but there's roadworks on Portway. There's water mains works happening just before the Belvedere roundabout, so expect that to cause delays later. And on the train departure boards, there's 6.54 service from Luton to Sheffield is delayed. Smart the Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Sammy. 6.46, it's Friday the 16th of October. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Hearts County Council has paid out over £1 million in compensation in the last two and a half years for damage caused by potholes. The Chief Constable of Bedfordshire Police is planning to challenge the government over its decision not to give them extra funding. And European leaders have agreed a plan with Turkey to help stem the flow of migrants to Europe. Let's get the web. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, a very good morning to you. Most places across the three counties should stay dry for today, but it's going to be a really rather cloudy affair once more. Now, we've got temperatures uh, for most places in double figures, actually, so it's milder starts of the day than we've been used to recently. A lot of cloud around, a bit of brightness perhaps across uh, western areas of Buckinghamshire in particular, I think, um, but it will be fairly limited in nature. Top temperatures today up to, uh, well, still a fairly chilly 12 or 13 Celsius, 55 in Fahrenheit, and always a bit tempered by that uh, rather chilly northeasterly breeze Again, that's going to be a big feature of our weather once more today. Now, overnight tonight, it's going to feel a bit chillier than it was last night. Most places will be dry. There will be some clear spells perhaps here and there, largely cloudy, though. Some of the more rural spots could get down perhaps as low as 7 or 8 degrees Celsius underneath the clear spells. And then into the weekend, well, the wind is going to ease down, so it'll feel a lot more pleasant, but it's still going to be very cloudy. We're still looking at highs of only around 13, possibly 14 degrees. Um, the wind's still quite noticeable on Saturday, but a lot lighter by the time we get to Sunday. We could see the shower but I think most places are going to stay dry on Saturday and on Sunday and all of this weather continues um, more or less the same really as we head into next week that's the forecast Ian Thank you Elizabeth
If you've missed any of the programmes here on BBC Three Counties Radio, you've missed things like this. And a very good Sunday morning to you. This is Mike Naylor. And we'll be exploring in this hour why the cow is a sacred animal for Hindus. But there is a way you can hear it all again. So many goodies. It should be illegal to have this much fun on a Sunday morning. There's minced beef, bit of nutmeg. What else? Parmesan cheese, salt, pepper. BBC.co.uk slash Three Counties Radio. Selective mutism. What exactly is it? It's something that occurs in uh, young children, usually of school age, in response to anxiety, more often than not. Allowing you to listen to what you missed. Welcome along. It's BBC Three Counties Radio. My name is Yasmin Khan. This track takes me back to the mid to late 90s. BBC.co.uk slash Three Counties Radio. Oh, hang on a second. That was a close one. There was a microphone open then where, where a microphone should never be open. And boy, oh boy, did we uh, did we almost, but... um. Edward, do what you do to me I wish I knew If I knew how it did it to me Edward, do it to you Edward, do Speaking of Edward, do it's David in Hitchin Hi there You must have um, been cursed a few times <laughs> um, I think most people do at some yeah. point in their life What, curse you? Uh, me or other people get cursed, as the case may be. I don't just mean, um, oh, oh, flipping it, it's that idiot David in Hitcher. I mean, like, proper, like, voodoo shiz. Um, no, not particularly, actually. Oh, OK, you've never had voodoo shiz done on you. OK, right, fine. I, I, I've, I've known that a curse has come across the street from me. You know the curse has come across the street from you? To me. In English, please. I felt it arrive. Are we, now, are we still talking about when you did that mucky poem to that um, girl? No, no. And what, you felt what a curse could... arrive. Tell us, tell us more. The, the, the radio station is yours, David. Tell us about when you felt a curse arrive. I could feel it arrive right through my body, and I put my hands towards the window, towards where it was coming from, and I said, back to you, cannot be returned. Hang on a minute, hang on a minute. So you did, basically, with a curse, you did the equivalent of pinch, punch, first of the month, and no returns? Pretty much, yes. Wow. The other thing is that I went to Alexander Palace uh, when my stepfather took his car to a motor show there, and around the periphery there were little tents and things, and I went in to have my palm read. And she refused point blank to read my palm. And she told me, or she said to me, you do realise you're a witch, don't you? Witch? 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 There's a continuation of that. No, David, witch? Well, there you go. No, witch? Witch, witch? No, witch? David? You have to be a little bit more explicit than that. Uh, Which okay. hand did she refuse to read? I believe it was my right. Okay. Did you offer her your left? No, she point blank refused. She just went, I'm, I'm not touching that hand. I had, to par- I had to cross her palm with silver because you'd have to do that if you... Wow, she, she's got a great scam going on there. I'm not going to read your palm, but you've, you've still got to give me some money. I'm not going to ask for money. How much money did you give her to not have your palm read because you're a witch? 
Um, I think it was three fifty p or something like that. Three fifty p. Hang on a second. This one's it's about one pound twenty five. <laughs> yeah, you're mine. Thank you very much indeed. Just absolute wowzers. That his his life goes from um, erotic fantasy to um, um, supernatural to supernatural ripoffs. Yeah, cross my palm with silver. No, I'm not reading your hand. Sorry, I'm not reading your hand. You're a witch. Right, that that silver. Can I? No, it's mine. Well, the thing is, you, that was because I thought you were going to read. No, I'm not. I'm going to read it. They Can I have the silver back then, please? No. She needs oh. to rethink her pricing policy. Silver's rubbish now. She should ask for paper. I, I would ask. I would ask for paper. Oh, oh. oh. I would ask for PayPal if I was you. <laughs> PayPal. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, I think that's, that's, the way, that's the way we do these things these days, isn't it? 03459 555 555. Huh? Ever been cursed, guys? Have you? Well, have you? There's a curse on this show because the record player isn't functioning. There it is. I'm Seeing Justin Dealey, I was hoping he might have something for the radio show this morning. I'm in that kind of mood. I'm going to play another song immediately, just because I really fancy hearing this song. And um, you know, that's 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 kind of the way we uh, we roll these days. Curses, tattoos, it's all happening on BBC Three Counties Radio, guys. Before we begin, thank you, thank you, on thank you, thank you. <laughs> 
Thank you. I'm not a bad person. I know. I don't drink and I don't kill. I got no evil habits and I probably never will. I don't sing like Elvis Presley. <laughs> I can't dance like Fred Astaire. But there's one thing in my favor. What? <laughs> I'm a millionaire. That's beautiful. And I got more money than a horse has hairs. Cause my rich old uncle died and answered all my prayers. But having all this money is gonna bring me down. If you ain't with me, honey. I could get myself a nose job, I could diet for a year, but I'll never be Robert Redford, cause I'm much too fond of beer. Please don't misunderstand me, it's not love I'm trying to buy, it's just I got all this here money, and I'm a pretty ugly guy. And I got more money than a horse has hairs, cause my rich old uncle died. Answered all my prayers But having all this money Is gonna bring me down If you ain't with me, honey To help me spread it around I don't mind if you love me for my money If you love me for whatever else I got Accepting all this stuff, I'm alone in Fort Knox. I don't guess I'm doing all that hard. But I got more money than a horse has hands. Cause my rich old uncle died and answered all my prayers. But having all this money is gonna bring me down. Jukebox. <laughs> Travel news for beds, hearts, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's starting to get busy on the M1 towards London around Junction 9 for Redbourne at the A5, but the A5 is still quiet so far this morning, and the M25 anti-clockwise is slow from Junction 21 for the M1 to 19 for Watford, and it's also building up now between Junction 16 for the M40 to 15 for the M4 at the Thorny Interchange anti-clockwise. In Chalfont St Giles on Amersham Road, the A413, there's roadworks going on there at Mill Lane, so expect that to cause some queues later, and in Waddesdon on the High Street, there's temporary traffic lights and the junction for Baker Street. Looking at the train departure boards, the the 709 train from Bedford to Sheffield is delayed by 20 minutes. Samantha Brough, BBC Three Counties Radio. Nah, who wants to go to Sheffield anyway? I mean, that there's no steel or Joe Cocker. Who was... There's no reason, is there? Curses and tattoos. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Hearts County Council paying out over £1 million in roads compensation, police chief vowing to fight for more funding and council wants Aylesbury Grammar Schools to expand into Bedfordshire. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hertfordshire County Council have paid out over £1 million in compensation in the last two and a half years for damage caused by potholes and defective pavements. That's according to figures obtained by the Liberal Democrats who say it shows the council should rethink how it maintains its roads. Cabinet Member for Transport Terry Duris says they are continuing to invest heavily in road reinvestment and repairs. Philip Gom is from the RAC Foundation. Hertfordshire ranks at uh, number five out of all the local authorities for the number of claims received. And to be fair, you know, Hertfordshire has a big road network. It is a big authority and it's a, a busy road network. So you would expect a lot of claims. But, you know, we are talking big numbers here. The Chief Constable of Bedfordshire Police is planning to challenge the government over its decision not to give them extra funding. John Boucher says it's becoming impossible to effectively fight crime in the county. All I want is a fair deal for Bedfordshire. The same proportion of officers that other forces have for the number of residents they've got. The same proportion of officers that other forces have for the crime pattern they've got. And that's not been recognised. And we are really going to start to have difficult conversations about what services we can provide in the next three or four years. European Union leaders say they've agreed an action plan with Turkey to try to stop the flow of migrants into Europe. In return, stalled talks over Turkey joining the EU will be restarted. Relatives of the 270 people killed in the Lockerbie bombing in 1988 have welcomed the identification of two Libyan men as potential new suspects. Prosecutors in Scotland and the US are seeking to interview them. Firefighters have remained overnight at the scene of a blaze at a thatched cottage in Boreham Wood. They were called to Silver Hill shortly before six o'clock yesterday evening. Over 30 firefighters dealt with the blaze. A council in Bedfordshire says it will pursue the idea of creating a new grammar school in the county. Central Bedfordshire Council would like to ask one of the grammar schools over the county border in Aylesbury to expand into Leighton Buzzard or Dunstable. Yesterday the government approved the expansion of a grammar school in Kent. The BBC's political correspondent John Pienaar says opinions remain sharply divided. There's an argument that says they provide a, a route to upward mobility for for, for kids from less well-off backgrounds as well. Of course, against that, you've got the argument that they, they cream off pupils and leave other schools, not in the grammar school system, less well-off as a result, not just, you know, in terms of, of, of resources, but in terms of the commitment of parents, which makes a school improve in so many cases. So very, very divisive. In sport, England are resuming on 290 for three on day four of the first test against Pakistan in Abu Dhabi with captain Alistair Cook 168 not out. That's in reply to Pakistan's 523 for eight. The weather mostly cloudy but dry with only one or two isolated showers. A maximum temperature 13 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Thank you, Simon. OK, well, we've done tattoos. We can put that to one side. That's in the rabbit hour. That's gone. No more mention of tattoos. We're going to talk curses now. I want to know your curses. I've had a curse put on you. The Daily Mirror does this beautiful thing when there's no news. And let's be honest, there's no news. They devote page eight to, um, well, just anything that they could... Lists, they could, They must just Google lists. They've come up with a corker today. Curses and hexes. Ever had a curse or a hex put on you. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you've ever done it yourself. (laughs) 
03459 455 555. And I can I can see a very spooky text is coming, Catherine. You, Across you, you get them up. You get them up. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, very very spooky text is coming. We're going to try and get the person to come on the air to discuss it, but uh, I'm not sure that they will. They're obviously terrified of the uh, the curses and indeed the hexes. Now, Hertfordshire County Council have put, uh, paid out over £1 million in compensation in the last two and a half years because of potholes and damage to pavements. The figures have been obtained by the Liberal Democrats, who also revealed that the council had fined their highways contractor, Ringway, over £670,000 for not fulfilling all its duties, including failing to respond to some road repair requests. However, Cabinet Member for Transport Terry Dury says Hertfordshire roads are amongst the busiest in the country. Councillor Stephen Giles Medhurst is leader of the Lib Dems. Uh, Stephen, um, Hertfordshire's roads are amongst the busiest in the country and there have been massive cuts to highway funding. So you can't really blame the council, can you? Well, I can because it's the way they're investing the money in terms of reactive repairs. Uh, A lot of money is wasted. When you're having to find a contractor and you're having to pay out compensation... That must tell the administration something is wrong with what they're doing. So what is wrong with what they're doing? I think it's the, the order of the works that they're doing. They have an integrated works programme that is not reactive what, to what pres- residents' concerns are actually about, i.e. getting the roads fixed properly right the first time. Time and time again, the contractor is having to go back and fix repairs they haven't properly done. That is a waste of money. Clearly, also... There are, you know, you know, when you're looking at uh, 1,200 injury claims being made and these sort of figures being paid out, clearly the repairs that they should have carried out to stop people being injured haven't been done. Uh, the council say they're investing in road repairs. Are you seeing that happening? There has clearly been investment in road repair and it needs more money to go in road repairs. Every budget cycle we proposed extra investment into road maintenance every time it's been voted down by the Conservatives. But they've got no money, Stephen. They have got money. You know, when you're spending three and a half million on public relations, you're spending a million pounds on council's allowances, you're spending lots of money on backroom services, which at the end of the day, I think, should be reduced further, uh, then you could reinvest that money. You Equally, given the low borrowing rate, you could borrow some money to invest in the future and build an infrastructure. Oh, well, hang on a minute. That's, that's a dangerous game to suggest that the council start borrowing money because those well, interest rates are going to go up at some point and then well, they're going to be even more in debt. It borrows money at the moment. It's paying a million pounds a year on security costs for empty properties. You know, it could be selling some of those empty properties and investing the money in road maintenance. Here's the thing, though. If, if, if local residents agreed with you and were so um, upset by, by what you're saying, and uh, they'd vote you lot in. Well, a lot of these... And they haven't. A lot of this information has come to light since local elections. It's a question of getting our message across, like we're doing this morning on the radio here, that the administration is not actually up to the game here. Uh, what would you like to see changed... I think a fundamental review of how we carry out road maintenance is now urgently needed. We had the lighting fiasco with Ringway last, this time last year. It just started. Uh, we've had the problem with them being fined. We've now got the issue about the insurance claims. There needs to be a, a, a very fundamental review of what's going on here. All right, Stephen, thank you very much indeed. Councillor Stephen Giles Medhurst, leader of the Lib Dems, 03459 455555. <laughs> This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. We're talking about curses 
and hexes. Oh, hang on a second. What's going on there? Oh, blimey. That's a bit of a still Dr. Hook. Curses and hexes, dear listener. 03459 455 555 is the telephone number. David and Hitchin, why do you keep calling? Um, you missed out on something slightly. What did, what, what did I... Hang on. Got, every time I look up at my screen, your number's flashing up on it. Yeah, it's just that there was a, a slight continuance if you wanted to hear it. Let's, let's, well, do you know what? Let's pick up the story where we left off uh, Relay Baton Styley. Let's, let's hear the continuancy. When my mother was the last six weeks of her life, she was in hospital. Okay. She had a serious stroke. I'm sorry to hear that. The whole right side was totally incapable of movement. Yes. And while she laid there, I, I would stay with her about 12 hours every single day. Yeah. And as she laid there, I put my hands on her lower leg and tried to push some of my energy into her. Yeah. And from the knee, her right leg came up quite quickly and then went, went back down in quite slowly. Now, I told the doctors that she had movement in her leg. I didn't tell them what I'd done. No, you don't want to tell about your psychic healing ability. And they told me that was totally impossible. Gosh. And I'll give you a quote from... Uh, Tony Bottles, Sherlock Holmes. There are more things in heaven and earth, Horatio, than you were ever meant to understand. Literally couldn't hear that, David, but thank you. Thank you very much indeed. And now, please, please, stop calling. Um, Stephen's in Welling. Morning, Stephen. Hello, Ian. Stephen, your curses and hexes, sir. What have you got for us? Well, <clears throat> basically, about two years ago, I was uh, very involved. All through growing up, I was interested in um, all these mysteries and things like this. And uh, I was like looking into more well, magic at first. Yeah. Magic with a K. Yeah. It's connection to, um, well, well, what's be a cult, basically. Yeah. And, uh, well, yeah, you know, I mean, I started realising a lot of it. it sounds like in like TV shows, like, like their stars, and things like this. But anyway, I was like, um, and uh, I mean, it's hard to say what. Um, well, I can't really go into great detail. What, what, okay, what, what you've not gone into any detail at the moment. Could you go into some? Oh, well, basically, I kind of I woke up one night and it's like uh, I couldn't move. Yeah. And it's like this hex was being drawn above my head, like a pentagram. So someone was and drawing then, a pentagram above your head. That's what it felt like. It felt like I was on the other end of a Ouija board, basically. And these... I don't know what it was, demon or something was asking me questions. Yeah. Oh, you, hang on, so you were... You, so, so you... So demons... Um, I, this is just so out of my sphere of knowledge. So you felt that demons were using a Ouija board to contact you from the other side, it, the hellish it, side. It felt like when, when people use a Ouija board, yeah, yeah, yeah. they contact spirits uh, yeah. or demons. Yeah, of course, yeah. I mean, it's the Ouija board. Yeah. They can also do it the other way around. And contact you. I'm oh, flipping out. I didn't know that. Methods. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I did not know that. They have. Basically, they have their own. They have their own thing on the other end of on whatever you want to call it, the spirit world. Or yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, that's what they could. That's, you know. So I was looking into different things like mysteries and all this sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know there are certain societies, if you like, that really focus on that, and uh, quite famous. Again, I don't. Yeah. Re- I, I, what, I don't really know what you're saying. Are you telling me that the government are devil worshippers? Not, not all. Not all the government. Some, some members of the government. If you go on YouTube, you'll see 
documentaries. Members of the government. Yeah. And are you okay yeah, now, Stephen? Are you, you know, are you are you are you free from curses? Have you had any more, you know, ghost monsters or legends contacting you from the other side of a Ouija board? It felt like a Ouija board. I don't think it was a Ouija board. No. But have you had any other any other demons touching you up from the dark side? I have to leave, I have to leave that well alone. Yeah. So you don't go you don't go anywhere near that anymore. No. Well, uh, 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 very dangerous stuff. Very dangerous, Stephen. I appreciate your um, your wise words oh, this morning. Before, yes. Before before I, before I go. Yeah. You mentioned some uh, movies where where people have like died a terrible. The, the terrible curses death. of Superman and the Poltergeist. What about the Omen? The Omen movies. Yeah. Because we did the um, like uh, I think you did like a decapitation uh, like a decapitation thing. Well, yeah, there was a, there was get, Patrick get, tra- Patrick Troughton I think get, gets his head he chopped off. Himself or something. He castrated himself. Oh. He, not castrated. What's, what's where they cut their head off? Decapitated. Yeah, decapitated. <laughs> Decaffeinated. Well, yeah. Thank you, for, thank you, Stephen. Thank you very much indeed. That really is. Thank you, Stephen. I appreciate that. And it's good to know you've come out the dark side. And um, well, you look after yourself, fella. And that's and that's the thing, isn't it? We, we you know, we, we just don't know. We just don't know what's going on in Stephen's mind. Wowzers. I mean, gosh. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Ian, I'm going to exercise my right as a nearly 40-year-old to moan about the sound quality of the phone calls today. Either I'm going deaf or they're chewing on the mouthpiece, says Rebecca. Yeah, they have been... Well, do you know why? I suspect it's to do with the curses. Curses, 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 curses. Don't you think? I mean, that's unusual, Catherine. Normally, we have such high quality. I don't know what you're talking about. There we go. I don't know what you're talking about. Willis, indeed, is the uh, the thing. Well, that could explain it. That could explain it. I do apologise. Oh uh, three four five nine four double five five double five. Someone's trying to stop us hearing these stories. That's the thing. These stories need to be told. Now, listen. You can have lots of things against Cliff Richard. You really can. You can be against Cliff Richard if you want. I don't, you know, innocent until proven guilty in my book. But mm. I've got, I've got, I've got beef with Richards. Yeah. I've got genuine beef with him. What's up with Richards? He's in your seventy-five book? years old, right? Yeah. He's seventy-five years old. He does something that is disgusting for a seventy-five-year-old. Disgusting for any man to do. Any man of any age should not be doing this. Semi-naked calendars. He wears way too much leather. Way too much. Is it? He was doing. Started his tour the other day. He's got leather trousers on. Of course he has. Right. He's a rock star. It's a picture of him with um, Olivia Newton-John. He's got a leather waistcoat on. Oh, no. He's got a leather waistcoat on. Now, no. listen, for goodness sakes, Cliff, drop, ditch the leather. Ditch. Especially leather and waistcoat. No, and I, I like, do you know what? I wish waistcoats were in because I like a waistcoat. I was watching Labyrinth the other day. Oh, yeah, And yeah. I, mem- I was watching uh, Jennifer Connolly and thinking, I really wanted that outfit back in the day. She had a baggy sort of peasanty blouse on, some nice... Nice fitting jeans that yeah. were, you know, roomy around the crutch area. Oh, yeah. And she had a lovely kind of dandyish waistcoat. I, Gosh, I, I really wanted that. I love a waistcoat. I love it. I just wished, and I used to, I used to wear them. I used to wear them with pride. You wear one now. You get waistcoats and tank tops. What is it with the short sleeved over? I like clothing? a tank top. I like a tank top. I, I was thinking about bringing one back. I couldn't. I couldn't wear a tank top. But um, yeah, waistcoats. Unfortunately, John Virgo's done them in, hasn't he? Yeah, Virgo. Snooker. Snooker. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25... 
25 anti-clockwise has been an accident between Junction 24 for Putters Bar and 23 for the A1M, which is causing delays from Junction 25 for Enfield as lane closed in that stretch because of that accident. And on the A414 Gascoigne Way in Hartford, that's been blocked eastbound by an accident at the Junction for Hale Road. On the A413 in Wendover Dean in both directions at the Bowwood Lane Junction, there's roadworks going on there, so that's causing queues southbound from Wendover to Great Missenden. Looking at strange parts boards, there are no major delays at the moment. Samantha Ruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Sammy. Seven <sighs> sixteen. It's Friday, the 16th of October. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Hearts County Council has paid out over £1 million in compensation in the last two and a half years for damage caused by potholes and pavements. That's according to figures obtained by the Lib Dems. The Chief Constable of Bedfordshire Police is planning to challenge the government over its decision not to give them extra funding. And European leaders have agreed a plan with Turkey to help stem the flow of migrants to Europe. Sit back and relax. I want to tell you a story. This afternoon our short story season launches here on BBC Three Counties Radio. The sunlight suddenly shone too brightly. A season dedicated to great stories written by you. Veins rippled innocently on the turquoise floor of the pool. And brought to life by us. And the sultry afternoon air suffocated us in its heavy blanket. Short story season starts today from midday here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, two men have been found guilty of stalking in Bedfordshire this week. In both cases, they've been referred to a psychiatrist. The most high-profile involved an obsessed fan of the actress Samantha Womack, who apparently was in EastEnders... Uh, and the other involved a Leighton Buzzer guitarist who became obsessed with a 17-year-old girl he met in a coffee shop. Um, Dr Emma Short is a senior lecturer in psychology at the University of Bedfordshire and the director of the National Centre for Cyberstalking Research. Uh, Emma, I've had experience with um, stalkers, and um, they're nuts, aren't they? Um, the kind that you're talking about, the ones who aren't ex-partners, often do suffer from a serious delusion that they are in a relationship with someone who, who, who clearly does not want that relationship. That is true. And, and there's nothing you can do. You can't reason with these people. Well, it does seem almost impossible because all the responses from the target tend to be interpreted as proof of the target's love um, um, or, or proof of the relationship. So if you're a victim of this situation, it's very hard to respond in any way at all. Um, what, what are, you know, and I, I, I've had a few people at it who, you know, think that we're best friends or think that, you know, we're going to get married or want to kill my kids, you know, the fun stuff. Um, and th- there's nothing really that you can do, can you? I've tried the ignoring, I've tried the pleading, I've tried the naff off and leave me alone, otherwise I'm going to beat you up. I've tried the police, I've tried all these things. And it, in the mind of the person who's doing it, they, you, as you say, it's just like, oh, he really, he really does love me, this guy. Yeah. Well, that's right. It's just it's often just seen as a code or a way of you expressing it or not being able to say what you really want to say back and so having to express yourself in different terms. So whatever you say, any contact will confirm to them that you want involvement with them. So punishing, so, so you know, like a, a fine or a prison sentence often isn't effective because it doesn't change that delusion. So 
the fact people are being referred now more for psychiatric intervention is a very is a very good thing because without changing or attempting to change the thinking of the stalker stalking will persist and it goes on for years as you know it can go on for years without stopping so what hap- what is the, the the some of the treatments that they might undergo to realize that to help them realize that you know that they are completely out of this planet in terms of of reality with people who are known as incompetent stalkers. That is where there's less delusion, but they're really, really impaired social skills, so they're not reading the signs. Cognitive behavioural therapy, in that case, can be quite effective. Um, Much more in-depth work would have to happen with someone who is, in reality, deluded and unable to shift from that delusion. Um, So, it sounds, um, you know, hit and miss, and takes a long time. you know, and these stories can end nastily, can't they? People get murdered by by these stalkers sometimes. They do. I mean, where there tend to be very um, complex risk assessments carried out on someone who who is demonstrating a real level of delusion and has made threats. You know, when that happens, there there are serious assessments, and the work is often long term. Um, but in cases where they are a significant danger, then you know, a custodial sentence or sort of um, being taken into a hospital under the Mental Health Act is, is going to be the only solution. I guess part of the... Well, what makes it so easy for these people now is that we know, particularly... Well, not even just for celebrities, actually. It's easy to find out what people are doing most of the time because we've got Twitter, we've got Facebook. Um, and if you are a celebrity, there's all these kind of news channels online that report where you are and what you're up to. We can find out where people work, what time they're going to leave work. Whereas 20, 30 years ago, you, people didn't have this access to, to personal information, did they? No, they really didn't. So if you, have, if you are struggling to understand you know, where, rea- you know, where reality is in terms of your involvement with someone else, and you've got access to their daily activity, you know, when they've had a cup of tea, you know, if they're feeling, feeling sad today, you know, it's very easy to believe that you are actually involved in their lives. Even if you don't have mental health problems that lead you down that pathway, if we look at some of the behaviour of groups of fans, for example, who believe they know the people they're involved with, like One Direction and so on, mm. you get a real emotional um, unravelling that happens when, say, the band breaks up. And these are people they've never met, will never meet, um, and yet they are very, very distressed by anything that happens to those people. Uh, Emma, I appreciate your thoughts. Thank you very much, Dr. Emma Short, Senior Lecturer in Psychology at the University of Bedfordshire. I remember when I went to, I mean, you talk about, you know, kind of um, the, the, the stalky fans. I went to a monkeys convention last year and I got talking to, there was only one black guy there, right? It was a very, the monkeys are a very white group. There were two black guys there, actually. I'm being slightly unfair. But it was primarily um, uh, white uh, women in their 50s, few middle-aged blokes, a number of middle-aged blokes at my age, but there were, there were only two black. And I got talking to one of these black guys at the um, at the bar, the hotel bar, and um, it was fascinating. He was telling me how he was, he'd served in Iraq, you know, and he was kind of hinting at some of the atrocities that he had seen there. Mm. And he said that when David Jones died, you know, he was distraught on the base. I was going, oh, that's, you know, that's, that's um, sad and un- unusual. And then he's saying, Michael Nesmith's here, he's one of the monkeys, Michael Nesmith's here. Do you know any way I can get a message to him? I just need five minutes alone with him oh. because he understands me. At that point, the alarm in my head went, whap, 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 get away from the bar. This guy is a fruitcake mm. and he's got military training. Uh, or a, has he? Yeah, well, no, I, I, I think he did. I think he did. 
And um, he's, he's saying, if, I could, if you listen, you, you, you work for the BBC. If you could just get me five minutes with Michael Nesmith, he will, he will understand where I'm coming from. He gets me. I know. And I said, how do you know he gets you? He said, well, because he tells me in his songs. Whoa. That guy's got firearm training. Which in some ways, actually, is probably better than not having firearm training, which a lot of them don't have in the States, because at least his target would be true. It was target would be true. And I went, well, you know, um, Steve, I'm, I'm, um, man, it's getting late. I'm going to go to bed, but I'm not staying in this hotel. I'm staying in another hotel. And, uh, I, I, you know, it was, uh, you know, and you get people like that. And it was, um, it was genuinely a little bit uh, terrifying. Doesn't just happen to celebs, though, does it? No, oh, it happens to, um, to plebs as well. Yeah, mm. yeah. And, Civilians. And people are easily look-upable, I guess, now, aren't they? Well, Facebook, Twitter. You, I thought you were talking about the cameraman they used to have uh, on the Sunday Sport. The, do you remember that? They had a dwarf cameraman who would take pictures oh, yeah. uh, uh, under girls as they came out of cabs. Do you remember that? remember that, Kels? No, Great but times. I Classic could do pants. that. Classic now now they've trained the uh, the bigger guys to do that, haven't they? they well, now don't they need him anymore. Well, now they have. Um, yeah, they have those um, selfie sticks. Selfie sticks. They're taking it themselves. Selfie sticks. Well, if you're coming to the show on Saturday night, by the way, stick around. Have, you can have pictures of me and you ask any any questions you want. I will answer any question. But we're but we're not. Um, don't use a selfie stick. What we're going to do is we're going to ask the next person in the queue if they wouldn't mind taking a picture queue. of us. Yeah, yeah, it's cute. Oh, you have really? not seen Honestly. it. It's uh, really? something else. It's, yeah. you, you, you got, these guys are coming as well. You're going to be treated um, like, um, well, you're going to be Ringo and you're going to be uh, Stuart Sutcliffe. Um, <laughs> not Stuart Sutcliffe, he's the Yorkshire Ripper. Who was no, the... that's Peter Sutcliffe. Oh, yeah, okay, Stuart. okay. Well... Yeah, Stu Sutcliffe. Oh, let's say Stu Sutcliffe. Okay, thank you. Um, uh, so, it's, honestly, it's going to be um, like low-level Beatlemania. Honestly. Um, but we're going to ask other people. We're going to ask the next person in the queue to uh, to take the photographs. That's There's a new thing. I found this on my phone, right? I was taking loads of pictures. Yeah, well, I've got see. it too. Look. Nothing. You go through your on your iPhone and it's got like videos, photos, favourites, selfies. Screenshots. Vi- se- selfie? It's got a selfie section. But how does it know it's a selfie? I told you. And not Could a you- bum free. Uh, Try it. That that'll be the next thing. It's called a belfie, the bum oh, one. Jeez, it just makes me it just makes me um makes me want to puke. Yeah. The whole Even selfie. if I've taken one, I don't want to call it that. Have you noticed that if you're messaging someone you write today or tomorrow, it underlines yeah. and yeah. if you click on it you can yeah. add it to your calendar? Oh, can you? Me, yeah. I wonder what that was. It just makes me it makes me um sick. I don't like the way it's, I'm being herded. I resent it. Speaking of being herded, I took mm. the kids to see a show last night, Dinosaur Zoo. Right, and basically, it's it was in a theatre. What's it about? Well, it's about these these people, and it's basically it's like dinosaur puppets, right? And the dinosaur puppets are brilliant. They're brilliant, like really, really good. And my little boy's going, "Are they real?" I'm going, "Real what? Dinosaurs? I'm mean, so stupid puppets. The dinosaurs are extinct for like sixty-five million years. You utter. We need to start again." And I sent him back, and we've got a new son now, so that's fine. We've got good. an intelligent one. Good. But it was um. It was a little bit, um, and the people, the guy that was doing it, this Aussie guy, was good. He was really good. I thought he was really funny. But then he got um, like kids up on the stage, and it was just a little bit too dark for the kids. There was, I, I don't want to see a six-year-old girl running off stage crying, as has as happened. And also, there's a weird bit, right? What made her cry though? Did she get chased? She got chased by a dinosaur <gasps> a lot, right? But no! then, but then, but then there was a weird bit when he got her up on stage. And she's about six, right? Beautiful little girl, and she had a flyer for the show because kids love flyers, right? And he said, what's that? Oh, it's a flyer for the, for the show. I hear it's really good. I hear the host is really sexy too. He said that to a six-year-old girl. Now, Too I, soon. I'm all, I'm all, yeah, by um, about by, ten, I'm going to say twenty years. Yeah. Um, <laughs> As a mother, ten. twenty-five years. 
I'm all for, you know, I'm all for winks to the audience and, and you know, little nudges to the, the comic asides to the mums and dads. But I thought saying to a six-year-old girl, oh, you know, the host is really sexy. I thought that was a little bit... Tell uh... me what's sexy mean. It'd be weird if she repeats it. Like, I went to the show and it was about dinosaurs and the host was really sexy. The guy was so... Hot. Sexy. God. <sighs> Australians, eh? <laughs> those, I mean, those, they those, are. Those Australians, huh? 03459 455 555 is the uh, telephone number if you want to uh, give us a call. So I've just been sent a conspiracy theory. What conspiracy theory? This is from The Guardian online yesterday. Submission to Theresa May's child sex abuse inquiry accidentally deleted. I mean, really, you couldn't. That's, that's a headline in The Guardian, guys. Wowzers. 03459 455 555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are delays on the M25 anti-clockwise because the lane's been blocked between Junction 24 for Potters Bar and 23 for the A1M at South Memsway, a two-vehicle accident. So that's causing delays back from Junction 25 for Enfield. Also on the M1 towards London, it's very busy after Junction 9 for Redbourne. And the A413 in Wendover Dean has queues in both directions because of roadworks at Bowwood Lane, making long southbound queues from Wendover to Great Missenden. On the... A414 Gascoigne Way in Hartford. That road's been cleared eastbound now after there was an accident at the junction for Hill Road, so it's all moving fine again at the moment. And looking at the train departure boards, there are no reported problems at the moment. Smart the breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you very much indeed. Uh, boy, and we, uh, uh, thank you to everybody who's exposed themselves. Let me rephrase that. Thanks to everyone who shared their stories today um, about dark forces and the occult. Turns out more of you have been um, touched by... Um, they say demons, some may say madness, than we expected. 03459 455 555. Uh, your stories to do with the occult, the Ouija boards, and of course, the curses. Across beds, hearts, and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30. I'm Simon Oxley. Hearts County Council has paid out over £1 million in compensation in the last two and a half years for damage caused by potholes and pavements, according to figures obtained by the Lib Dems. The Chief Constable of Bedfordshire Police is planning to challenge the government over its decision not to give them extra funding. And European leaders have agreed a plan with Turkey to help stem the flow of migrants to Europe. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Play is underway on day four of the first test in Abu Dhabi. England resumed on 290 for three. A short while ago, they were 309 for three with captain Alistair Cook, 178 not out. That's in reply to Pakistan's 523 for eight. In football, the Premier League and Championship resume tomorrow. Watford host Arsenal in a televised match at 5.30, with midfielder Valon Berami set to return for the Hornets after a three-match ban. Striker Odion Igalo knows Arsenal pose a variety of problems. I saw their game against Manu, how many minutes they scored three goals. It's not going to be, like I said, they have a lot of pace. You see Chamberlain, Walcott and Alexis Sanchez, which I know they're always running skillful players and all that so we have to be ready mentally and physically to stop those guys because it's not going to be easy but we, as, like I say it's football anything can happen Milton Keynes Dons are at home to Blackburn midfielder Darren Potter is close to a return but manager Carl Robinson says he won't rush him back and risk further injury No he's not going to be available for Saturday uh, and as I always said to you I wouldn't rush him back anymore we're in a different place at the moment 
got a number of players who can play in that role and um, he's, uh, he's probably about two to three days away from joining with us and uh, I'd expect them to hopefully be in the squad to travel to QPR at okay. a push. In League Two, Stevenage host Wickham. The Borough's 18-year-old striker Ben Kennedy has signed an improved three-year contract. And Luton welcome back Paddy McCourt after international duty for their trip to Crawley. Striker Craig McHale-Smith is also fit despite coming off at half-time last Saturday. And Bedford Rugby Club are in championship action tonight as they host Rotherham with a 7.45 kick-off at Goldington Road. The Blues suffered a number of injuries in last week's defeat at Jersey, so Tom Griffiths will make his debut at inside centre while Alex Lundberg gets his... His first start in the front row. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next full bulletin is at eight. Our whole universe was in a hot, dense state that nearly 14 million years ago expansion started. Wait, the earth began to cool, the autotrophs began to drool, Neanderthals developed tools, we built a wall. We built the pyramids, math, science, history, unraveling the mystery that all started with a big bang. Hey! Since the dawn of man is really not that. Every galaxy was formed in less time than it takes to sing this song A fraction of a second and the elements were made The bipeds stood up straight, the dinosaurs all met their fate They tried to leave but they were late and they all died They closed their asses off the oceans in Vegeta See a wooden bar to be a set in motion by the same Big Bang It all started with the Big Bang It's expanding ever outward but one day Of us debating how we're here, they're catching deer. Religion or astronomy, it all started with the Big Bang. Music and mythology, Einstein and astrology, it all started with the Big Bang. It all started with the Big Bang. It's National Bare Naked Ladies Day, in, uh, as it is pretty much every day in my house, if I'm com- uh, completely honest. That's the way we, uh, we rock. Any more spooky, spooky. Um, Texas from the listeners who are sharing their dark secrets with the, us. Well, I mean, and you can laugh about this stuff, but you can't laugh about this if you've seen Rosemary's Baby. Because do you know the curse of Rosemary's Baby? You know, have you seen the film Rosemary's yeah, Baby? I have. What, you, have you, you seen the up, film Rosemary's Baby? No, fella. Brilliant. You 19, end up married to Woody Allen. 1968. Well, steady. 1968. Well, it's, and it's directed by Roman Polanski, so there's another one. 1968 horror film. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. She has, spoiler alert, she has the devil's baby. Uh-huh. Right? Uh-huh. Do you know where that was filmed? New York. Okay, we're getting close. Daly, do you know where Rosemary's Baby was filmed? No, I don't, boss. Okay, right. Was it d- like the Dakota Building. It was it? the Dakota Building, and what happened Ooh. outside the Dakota Building? John just, Lennon got just shot. Just twelve years later, yeah. John Lennon yeah. was murdered. Daly. Coincidence? Out. I, don't I don't think, think so. so. I don't think so. Oh, I want this. Is it right? Okay, guys. Um, I don't know if any of my bosses are in. I hand in my notice as of now. I quit. Right. I, I finished today because that's, that's only polite. But I quit. And then what I'm going to start doing? I'm going to start doing podcasts, Justin, from my spare yeah. bedroom about what's really going on in the world. <laughs> about listen, what's really going on. Do not mess with this sort of stuff. Please I'm do no no don't I'm mess. Messing. No, don't. 
Don't do We've it. We've already had one caller who's told us that um, not only uh, was he at the other end of a Ouija board, a, yep. d- a demonic Ouija board, but several members of the government are also um, practising devil worshippers. And that's wow. going to be in my new podcast called uh, Ian Lee Pulls It Wide Open. <laughs> that's a great name. You should call it Really. With Ian Lee. What? Really. I like pulling it wide open. Oh, that's brilliant. Please can I, I be involved rumor. in that podcast? I'm gonna, it's, it's happening. Seriously, I quit. Nine o'clock, that's it. I'm off. I'm going to hand him a fob. I'm out of here. I'm not going to give the key to my locker, though. That's your fob. Sorry. <laughs> that's how you quit from a high-paid is job, isn't quit, it? Yeah. I'm going to quit, and uh, for, from uh, from Monday, you'll be able to download. Probably not from iTunes, because of the uh, the media conspiracy that yeah. won't let me put it there. But yeah. uh, you're going to uh, you're gonna hear, and maybe one day you'll see Ian Lee pulling it wide open. <laughs> that's happening, uh, geezer. Uh, I, I do actually know somebody. I'm not going to give any names or anything like that. Please but don't, I, do, please I, don't. I, I do know somebody who was cursed. And as I say, I'm not going to go into too much detail because I believe talking about this is wrong. Right. But um, yeah, they were cursed. And uh, no, don't laugh. Please don't that's, laugh that's about this. That's not me. That's Catherine laughing. Okay, I Catherine, wouldn't laugh don't at laugh. This. You actually know this person. Um, and uh, yeah, for, for the next two years of their life, it was uh, horrendous. I, I, I'm, I'm hoping you can take this to the streets for the last hour of the show. And it's mm. just, just touching people's dark side. Yeah, absolutely. I, would I think love that's frowned upon. Tattoos. It's been scientifically proven, and this isn't this. And I've known this. We've known this. It's been scientifically yeah. proven. Hang on a second. Let me um, let me let me find the story just just to show that it's fact yep. and uh, not fiction. Because I delete, yep. uh, the thing is, the story's on the same page as a, a, a picture of Eric Cantona's bum. Oh I mean, my, that's yeah, a... I, it's, oh, it's, yeah, that's not his bum. That is his bum. I've seen his bum. Isn't... Oh. Here's yeah. a question for you. Eric Cantona scored yes. his first goal in English football against which football team? Luton. Yes, correct. Thank you. See? Wow. <laughs> How do you know that? Well, Hang on. Okay, okay, who was asking the question? Yeah, What's the answer to any football question posed by Justin Dooley? <laughs> <laughs> now, this is, so this is fact, right? So all you, yeah. you tattooed people who will be getting angry because of what the fact says, um, just deal with it, right? Mm. Tattooed people, the, the headline is, by the way, congratulations, infuriated. Oh. <laughs> Tattooed people, there must be a link between ink and anger, because what do, what do squids do when they get angry? They it, squirt. Yeah, they squirt it out, they don't um, suck yeah. it in. Well, no, but this says ink. <laughs> Tattooed people are more likely to be aggressive the normal people. I've changed the normal word. people. I've changed the wording slightly. If you want, I'll read it as it's written. Tattooed people are more likely to be aggressive than those with no inkings. A study from a university, not just any university, Justin, not just any university, mm-hmm. Kelly. N J A U, Catherine. Just because got tired of saying not just any mm. university. Thanks, I appreciate the fact it's that you the, thought I would be able to connect the dots. It's the... Uh, back to tattooing. And that's how they do it sometimes. Yeah. It's the Anglia Ruskin University, oh, guys. Oh, those guys, they know their stuff. Oh, they're talking the, the big about. boys, yeah. That's big, Nor- is that Norwich? Um, mate, uh, it, it really... I cannot go into details. It's classified information. I'll look it up. As well, you know. Dealey, you've taken this to the streets. I hope you've not come back with a black eye. No, I haven't. I have to say, there's things that did get a little bit tense out there. Because when of course you they did. To, you know, if, if you're going to ask people, have you got a tattoo? And they say yes. And then you say, well, you're a thug. Yeah. Um, you, you can imagine that things yep. do get a little bit um, yep. yeah, a bit touchy. So I've taken this one to the streets this morning, asking people with tattoos to try and explain themselves. Here's what happens. Explain themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Taking it to the streets with J-Dog, hashtag Tramp Stamps. Ian, how are you? I'm fine. Okay. Ian, you've got tattoos, yeah? Yep. The paper this morning says that you're a thug. Alan, how many tattoos have you got? One, two, three, four. What are they? 
football badge, some Italian writing, and then just a crappy Celtic band. What's, what's the football badge? Balls over old boys. Who, sorry? Balls over old boys. Who are they? Balls over old boys. <laughs> what, what league are they in? They were a Sunday league team. <laughs> oh, come on, you've got a tattoo of a Sunday league team on your leg. Wow, yeah. okay, that is unbelievable. Um, the, papers, <laughs> the papers this morning, uh, sorry to laugh in your face like that, by it's the right. way. The papers this morning are saying that because you've got tattoos, scientifically proven now, that you're aggressive. You're a thug. No, they don't know me then, do they? Yeah. No, but it's scientifically proven. They must be wrong. You've never attacked anybody on the street, ever? In 14 years of going out drinking, I've had one fight. Ah, right, so, so they are right then. Well, one fight in 14 years, isn't it? and that was when somebody punched me. They started on you, you're saying? They started on me, Are yeah. you sure? Well, why would I lie? I'm looking at the facts here. It might be that you started the fight because you've got a tattoo. No. 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 Madam, how many tattoos have you got? Three. Three. What are they? My name, date of birth, and tribal. Just in case you get lost, yeah? Yeah, just in Okay. Case. Now, apparently, if you've got a tattoo, you have significantly higher levels of verbal aggression, anger, and you're more rebellious. In layman's terms, you're an animal. How would you like to defend yourself? Seriously? Seriously? <laughs> you can't argue with science, madam. You're a thug. Okay. Oh, my gosh. So good to know that I'm an mm. animal. <laughs> no, I'm a really kind person. Sir, you've got some tats. What have you got? Uh, a Viking and a... Celtic logo thingy and a tribal one. Classy. Okay. According to the papers this morning, you're a thug. Thanks. No, no, no. no. I, I, I'm not saying that, boss. It's scientifically proven that you're more aggressive than people that haven't got tattoos. How would you like to defend yourself? Well, being a scout leader for the last 20 years, I don't think so. You've never attacked any of the children or anybody on the street? No. I love the fact that, I mean, a lot of those tattoos, Celtic, um, that must be the 90s, yeah. um, you can date people. It's like you cut a tree open, you can you, you know exactly how old it is by counting the rings. I'm not suggesting yeah. you go and count the rings of any of those people, but no. you can you, you can date when they got their tattoos by yeah. just how um, uh, sloppy the uh, design is. And the person goes, I've got some Italian writing. Yeah. What, what does Why? that, what does it mean, literally? It's, what does that mean? I don't get that myself, don't get it. Uh, Dealey, and I know, listen, this is asking you basically to go and um, uh, uh, lick a Ouija board. Can you take the dark forces, the occult, to the street? If, look, look, if I do this, you've got to be prepared, okay? Yeah. Your name's above the door. Yeah. You've got to be prepared yep. for things at some point, maybe today or in the future, to get to get a little bit tense because these things well, often come back to bite you on the backside. Here's the thing, and this is, and I should have suggested this to all of my team, this is what I've been doing the whole time we've been talking to David about um, when a, a, a psychic refused to read his palm because he was a witch. Stephen, who... Um, his money uh, was all right, though, wasn't his it? His money was all right. Stephen, who um, had a pentagram drawn above his head, it felt like it. What I've been doing, and what you should all be doing at home, is when we're discussing these stories, you imagine yourself bathed in a white healing light, and that protects you. Yeah. So when you're talking to these nut, uh, when you're talking to these poor people, Justin... <laughs> you're doing it again. Imagine yourself in yeah. a white healing light. Yeah. Or remember, science. Either of those things should get you through, Dean. Yeah. Speak to you later. Thanks so much, guys. Ta-ta. I mean... Seriously, that's what you have to do. That's, and, do, you know, do you want to hear something funny, guys? 
I used to believe in all of that rubbish. So did I. I used to believe in all of that rubbish. And now, uh, Adrian makes um, a good point on Twitter. He says, uh, Justin's right, you shouldn't talk about curses because it's too silly. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> oh, you haven't mentioned the show curse. Oh. oh now who have we done? Who have we? Ki- who has this show killed? Well, we've killed one the- of the Dave D. Dozy. We've killed two of two Dave of D. Dozy, Beaky, Mick and Titch, <laughs> and now we've just killed the other one. Oh. We almost did Bruce Forsyth. We day. gave Bruce Forsyth a nasty fall. We gave. Uh, we killed um, uh, George Cole. Yeah. We killed. Um, who else? Have we killed. We've killed loads of people just by mentioning them. And by the way, if this cassette, if this is a cassette recording being played in a court of law. Um, we don't mean we murdered them. It's good. Can I just say, I, uh, uh, the, 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 we talk about, you know, um, okay, I'll trade carefully. I have been in a court of law having to defend myself. No, having to, accusing somebody of something, right? They got found guilty and then they, they got, they appealed and they didn't get found guilty about me, but got found guilty about someone else. And, um, it was in reference to a radio show that I'd been presenting at the time, right? And the, um, it was, it was the most exciting two days of my life. The second one was a drag, but the first one I said to the, the lawyer who was, who was like, you know, questioning me, I said, this is really exciting. She went, really? I said, yeah, it's exciting. Um, and stand up giving witness and she said, right, I put it to you that you goaded this person to call your show. I said, no, never, never did. Never, <laughs> I didn't, you didn't want this person to call. How did you goad them? By giving out your phone number? She said, okay, so you're saying you did not goad this person to call your show. I said, nope. She said, right. She was really going to tell it. Right. So you swear under oath you never goaded this person to call your show and then after you goaded them, but you say you didn't, you didn't celebrate the fact that they called your show. I said, that never happened. This went on for like three or four minutes, right? Oh, you know what's going to happen. Yeah, she pulled out a tape recorder, Oy. right? She said, have a listen to this. <laughs> it was a clip of the show, right? It was that person calling, and it was me going, Aha! I totally goaded you to call, and now I've won! (laughs) Honestly, it was exactly like that. And I went, all I could do was, do you know what? You got me there! Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25 anti-clockwise because of a two-vehicle accident between Junction 24 for Potters Bar and 23 for the A1M at South Mems. That's causing delays back from Junction 26 Waltham Abbey. On the M1, it's busy southbound at Junction 9 for Redbourne. And in Dunstable on the A5 now, it's starting to build up around Brewers Hill Road with congestion from Sewer Lane through the roadworks. In Hemel Hempstead on the A41, it's very busy between the Hemel Hempstead turn-off and the M25 at Junction 20 for Kings Langley. And between Wendover and Great Missenden, it's very slow on the A41 through London Road in both directions now because of roadworks at Bowwood Lane. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Yeah, nice one, Sammy. Keeping it real. Like your style. Low down, low down. 7.46, it's Friday the 16th of October. Things really are starting to perk up a pace. I don't know what that means. I'm going to play um, a rap song about Clark's shoes in a minute. Yeah, have you heard it? Oh, you're going to love it. I'll play a rap song about uh, Clark's shoes. Clark's shoes. So these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Hearts County Council has paid out over £1 million in compensation in the last two and a half years for damage caused by potholes and pavements. The Chief Constable of Bedfordshire Police is planning to challenge the government over its decision not to give them extra funding. Let's get the weather! Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Hello, a very good morning to you. Well, it's going to be a rather cool and cloudy feeling day once more. We'll probably stay dry, perhaps just a few outbreaks of light rain drizzle maybe into parts of Hertfordshire. But, um, but you know, I think most places are going to be dry. There'll just be an awful lot of cloud, very limited amount of brightness. Top temperatures today up to around um, 12 degrees Celsius, maybe even 13. That's 55 in Fahrenheit. We're certainly starting off on a milder note than we did, um, than we have done in previous days. Anyway, we've got temperatures into double figures right across the region. So, uh, Temperatures not going very far today. They'll always be um, slightly affected by the uh, by the chilliness of that northeasterly wind as well. That's certainly a noticeable feature of the weather again today, but it will gradually start to ease down over the weekend. So staying dry but cloudy, and then overnight tonight there will be a few clear spells. It will feel a bit chillier tonight than it did last night. Temperatures in some of the more rural spots could get down perhaps as low as around 7 degrees. And then for the weekend, mostly dry. Wouldn't rule out completely one or two odd light showers popping up here and there, but I think largely dry. A bit of brightness around as well, and with the windy, and down particularly so by Sunday then it will feel a bit more pleasant in the brightness top temperatures of only around 13 or 14 degrees all staying largely similar to into the start of next week that's the forecast here Thank you Elizabeth Three Counties Sport Every Saturday Three Counties Sport brings you the best coverage of your local team Tomorrow we'll bring you commentary on MK Dons versus Blackburn Daniel Powell has scored an absolute worldie Luton at Crawley Here's McGeehan right footed powers it in keeper I think got a hand to it Stevenage hosting Wickham and Stevenage from 2-0 down have oh. got themselves back into this game What a goal! What? Oh I'm stopping that because I've just come up with a brilliant idea when um, I've exposed the governments of the world in uh, Ian Lee pulls it wide open. Oh. Sorry, seriously, I've handed in my Still notice. This. I've handed in my notice. I'm going to take my uh, my lanyard off in a bit, and I'm going to give it to uh, to one of the bosses, and I'm going to walk out waving, laughing in their faces as I go home, set up um, a cassette recorder in my spare bedroom. Before you do, if you check, no one else has got that. www.pullingitwideopen.com. Shall I have a look? look? I'll have a look. Hang on a second. Let me let me Google it. Hang on a second. Let me just have a little. Let me, let me is it all one word? Yeah. Lowercase? Yeah. Okay. Pulling it wide. Dot <laughs> car. Oh, flipping. Oh, my. Wow, that's wide. Gosh, maybe I need to. Come Anyone up. got it? Mm, someone's getting it. <laughs> I need to come up with a new title. Oh, I didn't know it could be interpreted like that. I'm so naive. I meant exposing the truth, not exposing the... That? Flipping heck. You don't need an x-ray machine with that, do you? Anyway, I'm going to... Listen Right. Listen to this trailer for the sport, and I've come up with a brilliant idea. Right? I don't, as you know, I don't like sport, and, but, but listen to the enthusiasm of these commentators here. Hang on. Three counties so sport. Enthusiasm. Now, Saturday, three three counties sport idea. brings you the best coverage of your local team. Tomorrow we'll bring you commentary on MK Dons versus Blackburn. Daniel Powell has scored an absolute worldie. Luton at Crawley. Here's McGeehan, right-footed, powers it in. Keeper, I think, got a hand to it. Stevenage hosting Wickham. And Stevenage from 2-0 down have got themselves back. Back into this game. What a goal! What a goal by Wicker Wanderers! It's Michael Harriman. And then Watford at home to Arsenal. And Nicolo is put on the floor, and Audio Nicolo equalises for Watford. Three Counties Sport. Tomorrow from two, here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Okay, so, so that's. So they that, love it, don't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, they do. I want to be part of that enthusiasm. So imagine this, right? Oh. Commentary for concerts. There <laughs> <laughs> we go, okay, okay, okay. So, so it, it, it would be something like this. Ladies and gentlemen, they're walking to the stage. They're starting. Oh my God, it's for Nippy Nice in the big ride! 
Wouldn't that be awesome? Hang on a minute. Let me get. Let me just get it. I think it's what's missing, actually. Yeah. I don't it's know. What's, yeah. It's what's missing. Hang on a second. Let's. Um, it's the next big thing. It, re it really is. T N B T. I mean, hang on a second. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. So, so uh, it'll be something like this. Here we go. Now, the uh, announcer is walking to the stage. He's uh, from Hawthorne, California. He's about to start the introduction to the Beach Boys. I think the crowd is starting. Yeah, the crowd is starting to get. We get. There's a vibe going. Oh my gosh. He's going to say their name. He said Beach Boys! I said Beach Boys! It's the Beach Boys! <laughs> They've started off with fun, fun, fun! This is amazing! I would listen to that. Emotional scenes! Emotional scenes! They're stepping up to the microphones. It looks like, yeah, yeah, they're, they're about to sing! <laughs> they're singing! Awesome. That would, wouldn't it be awesome? You it know. would, yeah. You want to pitch that? Well, it looks like, it looks like... Hang on a second, I think they're playing the final coda. Bizarrely, there's a slight fade on this, even though it's a live concert, almost as if they dubbed on a studio recording. They finished the song, the crowd are going wild. It's easily a goal for the Beach Boys with their opening song, Fun Fun Fun. How the hell are they gonna follow that? They're covering a Jan and Dean song, it's a little old lead from Pasadena. You've got to do the disappointment one though. Um, okay, I can do the disappointment. Hang on a so, second. And okay. they're playing their new material. Hang on a second. Okay. They've just finished Little Deuce Coop. This is going to be a tough one to follow. How on earth are the Beach Boys going to follow Little Deuce Coop? It's got to be a doozy to top that. The crowd want more. Tense scenes at the auditorium. What are they going to play? Here they come. Disappointing result there for the Beach Boys. They started playing the novelty song Long Tall Texan. Several members of the crowd going off to either buy a beer or have a wee. Some people are even going outside to the car park so they avoid the rush. Their heads in hand. <laughs> disappointment. Disappointment. There we go. There we go. And that's a so concert of two halves. Mm. Um, Nigel has some news. Oh yeah. Oh Nigel. Hello, Hello Nigel. Yeah, I don't want to burst your bubble, but they yeah. already already do that in S theatres around the country. Theatres around the country? What do you mean there are theatres outside of where well, I live? What the hell are you talking about, man? As in national theatres, as in the um, as in the big uh, E&O, English National Opera. The ELO, um, yes. Stevenage do it. But well, they, 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 commentate, they commentate on Beach Boys concerts. Maybe not concerts, but if you're going to no. go and see a straight uh, a play... and you're straight play. Movie, <laughs> well, if you go to London's West End... So they'll say, right, okay, so the detectives just... Oh, they do, the, they, do the, they, do the, they do the description for the, um, the blind yeah. people. The blind people, yes. Well, that's, well, that's different. That's different to, to, to this. I know I'm happy, I'm happy for the blind people to be catered for like that. That's, that's, yeah. that's great. This is, this, this is rock and roll concerts I'm talking about. Yeah, I think that's going to be great. I think it'd be fantastic. I'd like to see the people involved in that. I'd like to see that happen. What concert, Nigel, what artist would you like me to commentate on? Because I could probably do it later on in the show. Um, Michael Jackson, then. Go on, then. You'd I'd like, like to do, tell, tell us how he's, uh, what he's doing with his legs. Uh, okay. <laughs> you, you, you really would like me to... Con uh, to uh, the thing is, I mean, obviously, it's, 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 a, it's a little bit difficult, what with, um, you know, all of the, uh, the shenanigans and what have you. Um, OK, but, OK, well, we can... Um, OK, uh, Hermits, Hermits, then. No, <laughs> Hermits, Hermits. Hang on a second. They were we good. Go. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Um, Michael Jackson is... Um, what's this? He's walking to the microphone, but he's walking backwards by sliding his... This is it! This is the famous moonwalk we've heard so much about! And I recognise those beats! He's waving his arms in the air! Robotic! He looks like a robot! 
In fact, he would be a robot because he's um, he's dead. I, I I hope that helped for you, Nigel. I really do. That's um, certainly not helped my throat. We'll we'll have the rap song about Clark's shoes in a little bit. I've got some some stories to do if you don't mind, Kelly. Is that oh, okay? Sorry. Yep. Thank you very much indeed. The future of a former bus station in Milton Keynes, which is now home to various charities, could be looking a little bit brighter. One of the charities based in the Bussy Community uh, Group Make a Difference, uh, sorry, in the Bussy Community Group Make a Difference, has been told by those in charge of the site that they have to leave by the start of next year. Well, a meeting was held last night to discuss the closure and for the community to voice their concerns with the MK Development Partnership, which gets much of its funding from money generated from its 250 space car park. Uh, Denise Davis Borum is chief executive of Make a Difference. So, uh, D- Denise, earlier on in the week, it was it was bad news. Everyone had to be out by uh, well, quite sharpish. What happened at the meeting? Um, what happened at the meeting? It was about it was over three hundred people there, and um, some of the groups and the users got to voice their concerns to say why they came to the Buzzy and what they did there. Um, it was very moving. Um, we were all overwhelmed by what people were saying. Um, I'm not sure how how much we've moved on, to be honest. Um, We did get to speak to Milton Keynes Council earlier in the week, who have offered us uh, support. That's to make a difference and some funding, which we wouldn't have got without the um, campaign that's been run to save the Buzzy, which is fantastic for us as an organisation, but it isn't really helping the other groups who, who call the Buzzy their home. And I don't think we're any further forward with that. Uh, now, uh, apparently there are reports in the Milton Keynes Citizen, which is now a good newspaper, that you could be able to stay, but only if you surrender the car park. Is that is that right, and is that a possibility? They haven't they haven't given us that option. Oh, OK. Uh, and given the meeting last night and the strength of support that was there, if we were offered that, then I think together with the rest of the community and the public who were very concerned, we could actually do something. So I'm waiting to see if that's an option that they give us because it's one we definitely want to investigate. Have you started looking at other venues? We have, yes. Yeah. yeah. Disappointing, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. Yeah. yeah. And they're, they're doing that bit. <laughs> so MKDP were there, the chief executive was there. Yeah. Um, I have to say, very brave man to be in that audience. Yeah, fair play but, for turning up. Yes, absolutely. Um, but then they did the game off, so he blamed the council, and we were, when we met the council, they blamed MKDP, so... Oh, <laughs> yeah. chestnut. Mm. Uh, well, Denise, listen, keep in touch. We'll keep our fingers crossed. Uh, Denise Davis-Borum, Chief Executive for Make a Difference, 03459 555. 555 is the uh, telephone number. Um, spooky. I would say I would say a threatening text. Have you seen the... Uh, there's a threatening text there. The, the one about do not mock the unknown, Mr, Mr. Lee. Lee. That's from Wendy in North Marston. Oh, Wendy. Yeah. Wendy. Wendy, what the hell are you talking about? Talking about... Do not mock the unknown. Well, I don't know what the, the unknown is. Exactly. That's why. I'm not mocking it. I giving am. it the respect it deserves. I am. I used to... All right, the scariest thing in the world... Right, and this this scared me whitless. I was at my wit's end. Remember the Unexplained magazine? Yeah, great magazine. The eighties. My granddad used to. Harper Collins, yeah. the Unexplained magazine, right? And it would have like you know stuff in it. Do you remember the, the issue where they gave away a flexi disc of dead people talking? Mm. Do you remember that? Mm. It was flipping terrifying. And my sister had it. Her boyfriend at the time, Wes, had it right, and um, they refused to let me listen to it. Right? They said, you can't listen to it, it's too scary. Right? I went in her bedroom, I found it, it was, it was creased, it, they creased up, it was so scary. 
The house was empty. I went downstairs to Mum and Dad's hi-fi system. I folded this flexi disc out as flat as I could. I put it on. It was the most terror. I was 15. I was crying like a baby. It's a recording of dead people saying in Latvian, We're burning. We are burning. Oh. Help us. We are burning. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are delays on the M25 anti-clockwise. The lanes closed between Junction 24 for Potters Bar and 23 for the A1M at South Mims. And that's causing a queue right back from Junction 26 Waltham Abbey. And it's being made worse between Junction 26 Waltham Abbey and 25 for Enfield because of another accident in the Homesdale Tunnel. On the A10 into London, it's very slow approaching Cartatch Lane where there's some roadworks. And the delays are back from Baltimore Lane. And in Wendover Dean, between Wendover and Great Missenden, there are long queues on the approach to Bowood Lane because of roadworks there. Smart the breath, BBC Three Counties. Radio. Thank you, Sammy. Spooky goings ons. Spooky's going. Spookies? Spookies goings. No. Scary stuff, isn't it? Local and vocal across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8 o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Hearts County Council paying out over £1 million in roads compensation. Bedfordshire Police Chief vowing to fight funding freeze and restored Cardington Hangar to reopen this morning. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hertfordshire County Council have paid out over £1 million in compensation in the last two and a half years for damage caused by potholes and defective pavements. That's according to figures obtained by the Liberal Democrats, who say it shows the council should rethink how it maintains its roads. Cabinet Member for Transport Terry Duris says they are continuing to invest heavily in road reinvestment and repairs. Philip Gom is from the RAC Foundation. Hertfordshire ranks at uh, number five out of all the local authorities for the number of claims received and to be fair you know Hertfordshire has a big road network it is a big authority and it's a a, a busy road network so you would expect a lot of claims but you know we are talking big numbers here. The Chief Constable of Bedfordshire Police says he will challenge the government over its decision not to give them extra funding. John Boucher says they are already reaching crisis point. I asked myself whether we had an increase in major crime, gang crime, firearms offences Would we have the numbers of officers, the resilience to deal with it? And I'm really not sure we would moving forward because recruitment's going to have to stop. European Union leaders say they've agreed an action plan with Turkey to help stem the flow of migrants to Europe. They've raised the prospect of visa-free travel for Turks as a reward and have promised to re-energise Turkey's entry process into the EU. The brother-in-law and intelligence chief of the former Libyan dictator Colonel Gaddafi is understood to be one of two men wanted for questioning by Scottish police investigating the Lockerbie bombing. Prosecutors in Scotland announced yesterday they'd identified new suspects 27 years after the attack. A council in Bedfordshire says it will pursue the idea of creating a new grammar school in the county. Central Bedfordshire Council would like to ask one of the grammar schools over the county border in Aylesbury to expand into Leighton Buzzard or Dunstable. Yesterday the government approved the expansion of a grammar school in Kent. 
The restored airship hangar at Cardington in Bedfordshire will be officially opened this morning. Hangar 1 had at one time fallen into such a state of disrepair, many believed it would be lost. More from Lee Agnew. The hangar was built in 1915 and was one of two which dominated the Bedfordshire skyline. As well as the RAF, Cardington's been used by the Driving Standards Agency, the Met Office and in recent years as a location to build film and television sets. Developers were given permission to build homes on the land around the site on condition they provided money to restore the hangar. That work is now complete and it's now become the home of the Airlander 10, the world's largest aircraft. In sport, plays underway on day four of the first test in Abu Dhabi. England resumed on 290 for three. A short while ago, they were 327 for three with captain Alistair Cook, 184 not out. That's in reply to Pakistan's 523 for eight. The weather mostly cloudy but dry with only one or two isolated showers. A maximum temperature today, 13 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. This Thank you, is Ian Lee <clears throat> on BBC Three Counties Radio. Spooky stuff. I did tease the listeners. Going to play them. Uh, have you heard this? The rap song about Clark's shoes. In uh, in um, in various parts of Africa. Oh. Clark's shoes are considered to be just like they're like Jimmy Choo's. In Spain, they are too. Yeah, they're very like, very posh. Very very posh. And uh, one gentleman, Vibes Cartel. Decided to um, to write a, a song about it. This is the uh, just. A, you can... I wish this had been around when I was at school. They are in a school, but tell me something. And when you get the new clocks, the daddy. And which color that? Daddy no party. And you alone have the style, the daddy. The queen for England, I feel love of yardy. And when you get the clock shoes, the daddy. And which color that? Daddy no party. And you alone have the style, the daddy. The queen for England, I feel love of yardy. Real bad man, no muggle in a shots. Straight jeans, cut off foot pants. Everybody off the axe when me get my clocks. Everybody off the axe when me get my clocks. The, the video is of some, um, um... Toothbrush, get out the dust marks. <laughs> I like how he's... Toothbrush, get out the dust marks. I like how he's rhymed arcs with clocks. Yeah. Clocks me prefer. Clocks for the leather, yeah. Clocks for the fur. Oh. Clocks for the summer, clocks for the winter. Mm. Clocks for the sun, clocks for the water. Me know we're not a cop, not a and it's a video of uh, a gentleman with sunglasses and his buddies modelling their clerks. Very sensible. Real bad man, no modelling a shots. Straight jeans, cut off foot pants. Everybody off the arms when we get my clerks. Everybody off the arms when we get my clerks. The leather hard, the sweat soft. The leather hard, the sweat soft. Everybody off the arms when we get my clerks. Everybody off the arms when we get my clerks. Me tell my man, say, member papa hygiene and don't forget. This is a lady in hot pants who's brushing her clerks with a toothbrush to get out the dust marks of her clerks. She's going to sing about the spacious toe area. Unfortunately, Vibes Cartel uh, went to prison for murder. So that story does have a sad ending. Very sad ending, but... Um, Sensible but shoes, though. I bet their feet were beautiful. We can still enjoy the music, guys. This hour hasn't even started. Huh? You wouldn't get this anywhere else. Literally, because uh, other places have standards. Morning, guys. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. It's a very, very spooky show this morning. 
We're talking uh, curses, hexes, and all kinds of shenanigans. 03459 455 555. Across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. I, I've, and I've been corrected. Thank you for those who corrected me. Vibes Cartel, of course, is from Jamaica. He is from Jamaica. No, he went of his own accord. Oh. Well, not to prison. I mean, they would literally have had to have carted him off. I'm sure he was furious. But yes, um, uh, it's from Jamaica. And thank you. I'm always happy to um, to have accuracy when it's forced upon me. 03459 455 555 is the telephone number. If you uh, want to give us a call, Hertfordshire's County Council have paid out more than a million pounds for damage and injury caused by potholes and uneven pa- pavements. That's according to figures obtained by the county's Liberal Democrats, who also revealed, revealed that the council had fined their highways contract Ringway over £670,000 for not fulfilling all of its duties. Well, Graham Knight is secretary of the Hertfordshire Wheelers, a cycling group uh, based in where? Uh, Graham, are, are things worse in uh, Hertfordshire than, than anywhere else? Uh, I, I couldn't say whether they're worse than anywhere else. Uh, I ride principally in Hertfordshire, but also in some adjoining counties, particularly Essex. And Essex is certainly better. They, they seem to set themselves higher standards for the repairs that they do. Um, Terry Duris, the Cabinet Member for Transport, who uh, I'm guessing must be busy today because he's normally so keen to talk to me, uh, says that um, Hertfordshire roads are amongst the busiest in the country. Um, they, they may be. Um, but, you know, if you've got a busy road, you've, you've got to service it to a standard that can take that load of traffic. And the the problem seems to me to be that they don't enforce the the sorts of standards that uh, that they should. I'm pleased to hear in your news item that they find ringway for the quality of some of their repairs. Yeah, yes. Um, I, I wonder if they've um, caused any utilities to uh, reinstate roads properly when they haven't done so. There there are standards for this. Uh, I was sort of sufficiently interested to look them up last night, and you know they're, they're talking about the new. Uh, when, when you repair a road, that the new surface should be within a few millimetres of, of the height of the surrounding area. Well, often in Hertfordshire, when they repair it, you, you end up with a lump a couple of inches high. It's nothing like millimetres. And uh, I, I know they spend a lot of money on roads. In fact, I would guess that the one million they pay in compensation is peanuts compared with what they spend on the roads. Yeah. What I would like them to do is to spend it effectively. To, to, for those um, listeners at home struggling to uh, focus on this story, and go, why is it about this? Tell them why it's so important, Graham. Well, for, for cyclists, uh, often riding in Hertfordshire, you have to divide your attention between actually looking at where you're going and what the traffic's doing and staring at the ground uh, a few metres in front of you to see where the next pothole is. And uh, often you see the pothole rather late, and then you will have to swerve round it, which immediately puts you in danger of, uh, of traffic. And, uh, you know, motorists are very surprised when they suddenly see a cyclist lurch out uh, into the middle of the road. Um, so it, it certainly makes it, it uh, more difficult and unpleasant. And, of course, at, at night or, or if the road is wet, it's very, very difficult to see these potholes, and you might, in fact, crash into them and lose control. Ever had a, a, um, an accident yourself? Um, about three years ago I did. Um, in fact, it was in Ware um, and uh, in the wet. I, I was riding along and suddenly crash and next thing I knew I was uh, sort of on the pavement by the Blimey. side. I'm pleased I fell to the left rather than the right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was a, 
in fact, a, a trench that had been repaired and it was all sort of breaking up where it had been repaired and left a, a sort of quite a deep, sharp-sided hole into which my wheel went. Um, the county council, when I complained to them, said, oh, well, the uh, the road had been inspected three weeks ago and the hole wasn't there then. Well, hmm, maybe. Um, but, you know, all I can say is if they're, if they're so busy inspecting roads, then they, there's an awful lot of holes that ought to be being repaired all the time and an awful lot of utilities that ought to be called back in to do their job properly. Uh, Graham, good to talk to you. Thank you very much, Graham Knight, Secretary of the Hertfordshire Wheelers uh, Cycling Group. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Three, four, five, nine. Oh, there we go. There we go. Gosh, you were right. Let's go to Glenn. Morning, Glenn. Morning, Ian. Glenn, what you got for us, boss? Well, this is nothing to do with anything to do with the show today. What? Hang um, on a second. You're I... sending us off on a random tangent. What do you think this is? Saturdays, midday till two o'clock, with me and Catherine going down the rabbit hole. Well, if you don't know the answer today, you can find out by by Saturday. Go on, then, fella. What? Well, go okay. on. I'll, I'll know the answer. Go on. Wind turbine. Yes, boss. I travel every day from Northampton to Leighton Buzzard, and I pass those ones on the M1. And they're beautiful, Today, aren't they? Yeah, they are, especially with the sunset behind them. Majestic, yes. Right, I want to know if somebody will tell me why they're going like the clappers today, yeah. and yet there's no wind, the trees aren't moving, yet these things are flying round. Um, they, well, they're, they're probably discharging. How, why would they do that? Well, when wind turbines, um, they only have a limited um, battery. Uh, you know, they can only store a certain amount of energy. So if they get to uh, almost the maximum storage, then they have to kind of d- discharge some of that energy. So they, that, 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 it, that, when they're spinning without wind, that's battery power. Okay. I'll accept that. Does that answer your question? Yes, thank you very much. Thank you very much indeed, Glenn. It's a fact that they've got only got a certain amount of battery. So it's a fact. I mean, I'm literally fucking out of the air. Um, and when they get to the top, to stop them so that they can generate more energy and electricity, they have to then be battery-powered, and they spin themselves when there's no wind. That's how good they are, guys. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. We've not mentioned... Oh, uh, okay. Next week we're doing um, uh, backing vocals that aren't words. That's that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. Yeah, that's what we're doing. Now, next week it's um, we're celebrating uh, album of the week. We'll be backing uh, backing vocals that are not actual words. That's He's so fine. She lang. She lang. Here we go. That's what we're doing. Um, okay, we've not mentioned um, Boris Johnson beating up a ten-year-old Japanese kid. We've not mentioned that, have we? Have no. we mentioned that? I don't think we're allowed to mention it. We are going to. We're going to mention it. The vicious so, beating. So um, Boris Johnson, um, who will? I'm, I'm going to. I hate to say this to you guys. He will be president. Excuse me. He'll be prime <laughs> minister of this country one day that's going to happen that's actually going to happen so get used to it okay get used to it that idiot's going to be telling you what to do he went to japan you know for a jolly because it's an awesome place to go right and he's playing um like he's playing rugby with some japanese kids 
<laughs> yeah. I mean, tiny little delicate I Japanese mean, they're kids. Wee. They're we anyway. I don't want to generalise, but when I when I um, go to Japan, I'm I'm uh, literally a, a giant amongst mm. um, amongst tiny people. Uh, so imagine the size of the kids. I mean, Kelly, you you would seriously, you, if you went to a primary school, you mm. would you'd be about the same height as them. Okay? They're so small. Um, and he's playing rugby, and he's because he, he's got previous. He did a charity football match and did a really nasty tackle on someone. You look for the did footage he? of the air. Yeah, you look. I'll find the footage for that one. It's as if the bumbling buffoon thing is yeah. on the front. Almost. Anyway, he's going to get the rugby ball. The ten-year-old kid gets in the way. He just shoulders him out of the way and sends this kid flying. But don't worry. There's a picture at the bottom of Boris with the kid afterwards. The kid looks terrified. Terrified for crying out loud. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are long delays on the M25 anti-clockwise because of an accident involving two vehicles between Junction 24 for Putters Bar and 23 for the A1M. One lane's closed anti-clockwise in that stretch, which is causing a queue all the way back from Junction 26 North Mabby. But there's been a second accident in the Homestead Tunnel, so two lanes are closed there between Junction 26 North Mabby and 25 for Enfield, adding to the delays. On the A10, it's very slow southbound from uh, Bosmore Lane towards Carter Hatch Lane, where the roadworks are. And on the A413 London Road southbound between Wendover and Great Missenden. There are long queues because of an, uh, roadworks going on at Bowwood Lane, so that's causing delays from Nash Lee, Lee, Nash Lee Road through the roadworks. In Dunstable, the High Street North is queues southbound approaching Brewers Hill Road from the A505, and in only on Wellingborough Road, there are queues southbound between Lavenden Road and Western Road because roadworks are there. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you so much indeed. Uh, genuinely, your work here is appreciated. Hey, 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 it's, it's, uh, don't forget, we're, Catherine and I will be on tomorrow between midday and two. Right now, though, it's 8.16, Friday, the 16th of October. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Hearts County Council has paid out over £1 million in compensation in the last two and a half years for damage caused by potholes and pavements. That's according to figures obtained by the Lib Dems. The future of a community hub in Milton Keynes, which has been threatened with closure, is still uncertain following a public meeting last night. And European leaders have agreed a plan with Turkey to help stem the flow of migrants to Europe. Every weekday from three. It's not just about what we bring you. Starting off on the M25, it's particularly heavy moving anti-clockwise. It's also about what you bring us. In the end, I could only eat off my ironing board. Your stories. Every room in the house was just... I was climbing over mountains of rubbish. Your humour. There's a reason why you earn the big bucks, you see. That sort of insightful comment is exactly right. Your opinions. Well, the culture's got to change because the police can't do it and the, and the traffic wardens are so busy, so the culture has to change. I think parents do change into uh, different human beings when they are picking their kids up. Roberto Peroni. And everyone across beds, hearts and bucks. Weekdays from three on BBC Three Counties Radio. Marlene! Hello! How, How are, are those morning? beautiful, wonky eyes, my darling? <laughs> I'm fine. Good, 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 good. What you got What you got planned for this weekend, Marlene? Not a lot. Oh. Oh, yes, I have. Sorry, my grandson, granddaughter and uh, son are coming over tomorrow. Sorry. Oh, you, yes, forgot yes. That, you forgot that quite easily, Marlene. Either I know. you're yes, getting old I... or you don't give a start. You're, you're dreading it. No, it's, it's senior moment. It's uh, senior moment. I yeah, have those yeah. senior moments 
every... Oh, you're not old f- enough to have them. Oh, no, oh, no you could, I'm 42, I'm, I'm past it, oh, I'm brilliant. past it. Oh, yeah. that's made me feel a lot better. Way past it. I'm just sending um, Catherine Boyle, I've just tweeted as well, a video of uh, Boris Johnson doing a very, very nasty tackle on a I football pitch. I know, little boy. Well, no, there's, there's the little boy, but he's got previous. It's him um, doing, like, some celebrity football match, and he just goes in and takes this, fe- this German fella out. <laughs> Unbelievable. Anyway, Marlene, what you got for us, my love? Right, I'm, I want to ring the praises of Central Beds Council on potholes. Please do, because it's, it's not often we get to do that. Let's, let's, let's be having you. Um, if I see a pothole in the area that I'm going, I ring them up. Hang on a minute, we're doing a pothole phone-in. How did this happen? Yeah, they don't, they don't have the people now, because of cutbacks, to go round checking the road for potholes. Yeah. So they appreciate the public ringing mm. in. Yes. You report it, and within five days, that pothole is filled in. Yeah, well. Here's the question, though, Marlene. Uh-huh. Ever had a curse put on you? No. I hope, well, not that I'm aware of. Well, <laughs> may, maybe the curse... How did you get those wonky eyes? I was born... Well, no, I wasn't born. My mum had the say. Well, you would, you would have been born at some point, I'm guessing. Yes, you would, I was born. I was... No, I... Can we I clarify? Were you born? I was born, yeah, because I wouldn't be speaking to you if I wasn't, would mm, I? Isn't that funny, that we think like that? Anyway, um, it, was, it, was never, it was never wonky no. until... Get the tessues out now. Why? Where's this going? When my hubby died. Oh, my darling. Because there's a weakness there. Yeah. My eye turned out. Oh, Marlene. I know. Oh, uh, Ian, can I just mention something else since you've moved to Dunstable? Yeah, go on, go on, go on, go on. I've got, I, I like surround sound in my bungalow, so I have the radio on in the lounge, in the kitchen, <laughs> and fidelity. in my bedroom. Yeah, stereophonic, guys, yes. Yeah. But the one in the bedroom yeah. is um, radio controlled, you know, it sets its time automatically. Yeah. That is a few seconds out with the other two. So I can't have all three oh, on there. Yeah, so, like, so you've got the FM, like the yeah. old school, and then you've got the DAB. Yeah. Yeah. And that's in the bedroom. And it's only since you've moved to Dunstable. Oh. Well, the DAB is a few seconds. I'm surprised it's only a few seconds, because DAB, because of the way it's boring, processed and goes through various flanges, yeah. um, it, there is a delay. And if you were to listen, if you had your computer open and you were listening online, there'd be an even bigger delay. Oh no, no, no! I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear it like that. So I have to make do with just the two radios on a bit louder. Yeah. Well, I'm. Uh, do you know? What? I'm sorry to hear that. Um, I tell you what. I tell you what we're going to do, Marlene. Right. Yeah. Have you heard the the news? Um, and it is. It it, it it could be classed as as um, as sad news. Um, yeah. Kelly Betts is leaving yeah. us. Oh, <laughs> Kelly Betts is going. She won't be with us any longer. Well, I. Hey, no. Not fair, guys. Not fair. Not fair. She's when leaving us. When I spoke us. to Kelly this morning, yeah. I said to her, what has Ian done to you? You don't get as much airtime as you used to have. I think that's why she's leaving, Ian. Yeah, well, this is what I meant to say. Kelly Betts is leaving. Where's she going? She's going to work in the canteen. And it's a promotion. It is genuinely a promotion. She's going to work in the canteen department of BBC Coventry and Warwickshire, a really up-and-coming radio station. So we wish, we wish her... The very best oh, of luck. Bless, bless her. Well, Chicken pie or beef? That's exactly what you need to say. Mm. Is that Chicken that's pie Tuesdays? Or beef. Tuesdays. <laughs> yeah. Today it's going to be fish. Is it today? fish or vegetable we'll, pitters? Well, well, I, I tell you what we're going to do. We're going to um, we're going to make our own obit tape. Now, what that is, Marlene? <laughs> yes, what is, she would have wanted. If the, if the Queen were to die right now, 
Yeah. I, there is a button that I could that every broadcaster would press in the stu- in their studio around the, the world, and yeah. instantly there'd be a twenty minute package about the Queen with people saying, "Well, she was a great monarch," and you oh, know, really? all, oh yeah, 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 we got it for the Queen, Prince Philip, Charles, and Wills. Haven't got one for Harry. Right. Um, we uh, there was one. There was there was a Nelson Mandela one for a long, long time. <laughs> Honestly, this is absolutely genuine. This is how it works. Okay, so there are people. Yeah. Occasionally, when you get like celebrities in, you say, "Oh, by the way, just recording a new package for the Queen. Could you just say, you know, she was great?" And it has got like people yeah. like it's got important people like um, like Branson and um, uh, d- d- Andrew Lloyd Webber. There'll be a Dimbleby on there. It's got there'll be a Dimbleby on Why there. Why they die though? There's, well, then you have Check to edit it and stuff. Like that. It's got it's got Davro. It's got big names on it, right? I was thinking maybe we should do the same thing for Kelly Betts. Oh no! Well, not because well, not because she's dying, right? But let's let's do what we need to do. Kelly, can can you can you make your own obit tape for me, Kelly? <laughs> sure. I know, weird, isn't it? Can you clip all of these bits? This is what we're going to do over the next few weeks, okay? Molly, can you just give us like a few words about Kelly Betts, but talk about her in the past tense because she's not with us anymore. And by that, I mean she's just not working with us anymore. Okay, so Marlene, over to you, Kelly. I'm so sad I don't hear your voice on the radio much. Mind I think Ian did tend to leave you out a little bit before you left, and I'm so, so sorry I won't be hearing your dulcet tones anymore. And could you say, um, the, the, the one thing I'll always remember Kelly Betts for is... The one thing I'll always remember Kelly Betts for is... And then say what that thing is. Her beautiful dulcet tones. Thank you, Marlene. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Oh, genuinely, uh, genuinely excited at that idea. That's a great idea. Well done, you. Thank you, me. Kelly, could you make that for me? Uh Uh-huh, Nice one. If you want to phone in and be part of the uh, Kelly Betts Obit package, oh, the curse. You won't be protected by the show anymore. Mm. Oh, three, four, five, nine. And click that as well, please. I've been making a robo, Kelly, so we'll still have her for a bit longer. Oh, three, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Um, right, OK, let's crack on with this. Now, this week we uh, have heard about two cases of stalking in Bedfordshire. Uh, in both cases, the stalkers are to get psychiatric help. The most high profile involved an obsessed fan of the actress Samantha Janus. And the other involved a late and buzzard guitarist who became obsessed with a 17-year-old girl he met in a coffee shop. Both of them at some point used social media. Well, duh, obviously. Um, which experts say may enhance the obsession in the mind of the perpetrator. We don't take an expert to say that. That's just common sense, isn't it? Uh, Jennifer Parry is the chief executive of the Digital Trust, which helps people who are victims of digital abuse. Uh, Morning, Jennifer. What do you class as digital abuse? Digital abuse is anybody who has some type of digital technology, mobile, social media, a computer, spyware, used against them. What do you mean used against them? What, like people saying, you know, uh, um, Ian Lee's a bender and stuff like that? Yeah, something like that. Um, right. Yeah, trolls would come under that as well. So right. It could be that they're, they're kind of what we call reputation damage. Yeah. Or it could be they're actually spying or tracking somebody. Oh. So this week we had um, somebody who um, tracked his ex-partner and her new partner, and he tracked their cars and ran over the guy and killed him. It can be quite serious. Yeah, yeah. Well, it does. It, it can in, in, in death. Um, how do you how do you help? What what can you guys do? What we try to do is work with the victims because if you're a victim of stalking, 
your security levels have to go up a, a considerable amount, and that's what we do. We advise you on how to increase your security on your mobiles, on your computers, to the level that what we're trying to do is stop the stalker from being able to find out where you are, access or monitor you, but we're also a digital age, so we're, we're trying to make sure that the victims can stay online as much as possible. Um, okay, so, so practically, what I, I come to you, right, and I'm getting, as I have had in the past, I've had this, I'm getting someone sending me emails comparing himself to Mark Chapman and me to John Lennon, and he's threatening to shoot me, had that, uh, and he's also on, on Twitter saying he wants to kill my kids. What, how would you be able to help in a situation like that? Well, in that situation, I refer you straight to the police. Yeah, they weren't interested. They genuinely weren't interested. Isn't that nice of those guys? Well, I have to say that uh, if you look at the statistics yesterday that came out oh, yeah. on, on the amount of cybercrime, um, they're, they're overwhelmed. But you're right. Um, if a police officer has somebody that's going to hit you and is there in present, they'll take it seriously. If it's online, they often don't. However, we would work with that victim um, do a risk assessment, and then if we need to, we would step in on their behalf. And, and, and what would you do? What, exa- what exactly do you do? Because this is what well, I'm, still, we, I'm trying to pin down. Okay. Um, well, we would advise you on what you can do to increase your safety, but you as a public figure, you're much more difficult. So we would look at your personal and physical safety. If the police aren't taking you seriously, yeah. we would help escalate it within the police force for you. Right to get somebody who would take it more seriously. Okay. So that's the, the kind of practical help that we give. We would also then take your mobile, for example, what? and show you step by step by step. In fact, we have mobile guides, step by step by step, what things you need to, which buttons to push, and what you need to set up on your mobile to make sure they can't access you via that method. And the same on your computer. And how much does all that cost? It's free. Hey, there we go. You can't argue with that. If, if it's if it's free, then. But how many people do you have coming to you? Is it is it um uh, is it on the increase, Jennifer? We have about three hundred to four hundred people a day go to our website. Blimey. Yeah. That's quite so um, concerning, isn't it? It is, and Hampshire has uh, three huh? to four uh, people a month that refer to the psychiatric yeah. um, stalking clinic that they have, and those are the highest risk. One. So within all stalking, you have very high-risk um, perpetrators that, that pose a physical threat. Yeah. And then you have lower risks that are persistent and, and cause harm, psychological harm yeah. or reputational damage. And it is, it, you know, listen, I'm a big tough guy and I can take most of the stuff that's thrown at me. It's kind of, you know, unfortunately, it's part of the job. But it is wearing and it's, it, it's, it's upsetting and it can, be, it can be, you know, very, uh, very hurtful, can't it? that it's just a bizarre thing to happen to you you know i mean normal people don't act like this somebody who's stalking you or being abusive let's be honest there's something a bit wrong they're nutters they're nutters you know so um it's very difficult because normal people would say why are they doing this and it does your head in yeah jennifer what's the website if people want to go and have a look it's uh digital hyphen trust 
That's all lower, dot org, and that's all lowercase, yeah? Yeah, it doesn't really matter which oh, case okay. you put it in. Oh, OK. Jennifer, listen, I really appreciate your time. Thanks very much. Keep up the good work. Jennifer Perry, of the Chief uh, chief Executive of the Digital Trust. Hey, you can't, you can't argue with that. If you're giving out free advice, then go, you go, girl. Jennifer. 03459. I don't know where that sentence came from. What I started that. So what I'm going to say is, is, is good for you. But, I, you know, sometimes it's, the, the, this, it's nearly the weekend's... Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25, a lane to close anti-clockwise between Junction 24 for Parts Bar and 23 for the A1M at South Mims. There's really long queues back from Junction 26 Waltham Abbey and those queues made worse by an accident that's in the queues in the Homesdale Tunnel. On the A413 from from Wendover to Great Missenden, southbound, it's very, very slow approaching Bowood Lane. Severe delays there because of roadworks at Bowood Lane all the way from Nash Lee Road and there's also short queues northbound too approaching the roadworks. In Dunstable, the High Street North has queues southbound approaching Brewers Hill Road from the A505 through the roadworks there. And in only on Wellingborough Road, it's very busy between Lavenden Road and Western Road. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30. I'm Simon Oxley. Hearts County Council has paid out over £1 million in compensation in the last two and a half years for damage caused by potholes and pavements, according to figures obtained by the Lib Dems. The future of a community hub in Milton Keynes, which has been threatened with closure, is still uncertain following a public meeting last night. And the restored airship hangar at Cardington in Bedfordshire will be officially open this morning. Hangar 1 was originally built in 1915. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. England captain Alistair Cook is moving towards a double hundred on day four of the first test in Abu Dhabi. England resumed this morning on 290 for three. A short while ago, they were 351 for three with Cook 188 not out. Joe Root is unbeaten on 44. That's in reply to Pakistan's 523 for eight. In football, the Premier League and Championship resume tomorrow. Watford host Arsenal in a televised match at 5.30, with midfielder Valon Berami set to return for the Hornets after a three-match ban. Striker Odion Igarlo knows Arsenal pose a variety of problems. I saw their game against Manu, how many minutes they scored three goals. It's not going to be, like I said, they have a lot of pace. You see Chamberlain, Walcott and Alexis Sanchez, which I know they're always running skillful players and all that so we have to be ready mentally and physically to stop those guys because it's not going to be easy but we, as, like I say it's football anything can happen Milton Keynes Dons are at home to Blackburn midfielder Darren Potter is close to a return but manager Carl Robinson says he won't rush him back and risk further injury No he's not going to be available Saturday uh, and as I always said to you I wouldn't rush him back anymore we're in a different place at the moment got a number of players who can play in that role and um, he's a uh, it's probably about two to three days away from joining with us and uh, I'd expect them to hopefully be in the squad to travel to QPR at okay. a push. In League Two, Stevenage host Wickham. The Borough's 18-year-old striker Ben Kennedy has signed an improved three-year contract. And Luton welcome back Paddy McCourt after international duty for their trip to Crawley. Striker Craig McHale-Smith is also fit despite coming off at half-time last Saturday. And Bedford Rugby Club are in championship action tonight as they host Rotherham with a 7.45 kick-off at Goldington Road. The Blues suffered a number of injuries in last week's defeat at Jersey, so Tom Griffiths will make his debut at inside centre while Alex Lundberg gets his first start in the front row. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next full bulletin is at nine. This is Ian Lee. On BBC Three Counties Radio. 
So that's all we've got for Robo Kelly so far. Um, it, it, I mean, it's a great start. It's a great start, but we certainly need uh, a few more clips of Robo Kelly. Kelly is leaving at the end of the month. It's not a joke. It's not a prank. There's no wind up here. This is genuine. Um, and we're going to record. Kelly's going to put together her own leaving package. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I know technically we should be doing it. It's like a tribute to you, but it's just... It's you so can't much... edit. Well, I can, but it just takes me ages. You do it so much quicker than me. So if you want to phone out over the next uh, week or so, 03459 Meanwhile, though, we, we'll always have this. <laughs> have that robo kelly uh, i've got a little box on my screen now um i've got kelly's little box on my screen now only took three years robo kelly version 2.0 and uh, this is it so far mm, 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 mm. it's the essential kelly gosh and you wonder why she attracts a certain kind of gentleman oh, speaking of certain kinds of gentlemen john's on the line good morning john Good morning, Ian. How are you doing, fella? You all right? Not too bad at all. Good. What can I do yeah. for you, boss? Oh, the thing is, they're opening that card in the hangar this morning. Yeah. And a very good friend of mine served there at the end of the war. Yes. Billy Bowman. He was the chief uh, NCO there. Yes. <laughs> he was the chap that dropped the atom bomb on Christmas Isle. Hang on. Well, hang on. Hang on a second. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's, in fact... In fact uh, Let's back away from the silver bullet. I'm playing a song called The Silver Bullet. He's talking about dropping the atom bomb. I mean, how could... your your mate is the fella that d- tested the atom bomb on which which, now which island? Because there's been a few islands that we've uh, we've uh, d- destroyed for our own scientific uh, I- experiments. This was 1958. The first atom bomb we dropped. Well, the first the first one that we dropped. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And which island? Christmas Island. Wowzers. 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 And uh, he's a fr- he was a friend of yours. Did he talk about it much? Hey? Did he talk about it much? A little bit. Was he, was he the fella that was he flying the plane? Or was he the fella that pulled the lever to open the bomb hatch? Hold it, hold it, hold it. It wasn't a plane, it was a balloon from Cardiff Hanger. It was a balloon? They dropped, hang on a minute, they dropped a nuclear bomb from uh, an an A bomb from a balloon, did they? I didn't know that. Uh, Behind me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that, uh, that shows my lack of knowledge on uh, an yeah. important part of... Uh, you know, is that the bomb, right, where yeah. they paid a load of sailors to stand on a boat about a mile out away from the island and watch the bomb drop to see the effect it would have on them? That's uh, quite possible. Yeah, that's what we used to do, guys. We used to pay yeah. sailors to watch nuclear bombs be dropped to see what effect it would have. And the effect was they all got radiation poisoning and a lot of them went blind. Gr- great work, guys. Great work. I think I've got my history correct there. Anyway, John, well, they yes. It, they told all the, all the airmen to turn their backs if they wanted to. Oh, if they wanted to, yes, that was it. And the, the, the thing, I, I, I believe this, again, this is correct, um, that even if they had turned their backs and had their eyes closed... They could still see the light of the blast. Well, so they say, yeah. So they say, so they say, incredible. Anyway, so Cardington Hangar is being opened up to the public. Yeah. Blimey. Well, it's being opened, something's happening there today. They've refurbished it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Are you going going along? No, good God, no. I've tried, I've found out I had a friend over from Australia just recently. Yeah. 
and I took him up to show him where what had happened and where it was. Yeah. And the builders were working here. Yeah? Yeah. They sent us down a road. It was a bus lane, and we got nicked. <laughs> hang on, what, hang on. Did, did you drive on the Dunstable to Luton bus lane? Well, no, it was a little one by Cardington, by the right. hangar. Okay, yeah. They had a lorry blocking the road. The building work there. Yeah. And they turned around, and one of the builders pointed down this road. Go oh. down here. Oh no. We went down this road and got nicked for going down the one way uh, down the bus lane. There are two things, John. I don't understand, and hopefully you, you'll be able to clear these up. Yeah. One. Why aren't you going? Uh, I thought a lot of Billy and... Uh, I don't like the memories. <laughs> OK, and, and, and well, in that case, that also answers my second question, so I don't need to answer it. Well, thanks for telling us, John, and, um, you know, I'm sure you'll, you'll, you'll uh, have a few silent thoughts with Billy later on. Yeah, but uh, if you wanted to see the diagram of the balloon, I've got it I've got all the different bits and pieces. Now, does the government know? Again, Ian Lee pulls it wide open. Does the government know you've got these diagrams? I don't care what they know. They don't help me. I've been helping the boys get compensation. And thank God they finally got it last year. Well, John, listen, good to talk to you, mate. Thanks for your time. OK. Ta-ta. Oh, I've just said... These are the words that were uttered in my ear. Repeat those words to the listener. We've had an email from a vicar. Ladies and gentlemen... I've asked him to join us. Let's see if he'll um, get back. OK, is it, is it worth just hinting at what this email... I'll tell you what the email says. It's very brief. OK. Re Ouija boards. Yes. A word of advice. This yep. is real. Justin Dealey is right. People who play around with this stuff are playing themselves in danger because you can't always control something you don't understand. It isn't nonsense. I've seen people's lives wrecked because of it. This is apparently from a Reverend David from Marsh Farm. OK. Let me go from... Uh, uh, that's um, a man who... Um, Talks about a book written about a guy 2,000 years ago who may or may not have existed, telling us that Ouija boards are actually real. Okay. I'm watching an interesting... I'm watching an interesting... I'm going to run up to that word again. I'm watching an interesting GIF. Hmm? Yeah, it is a GIF. Um, It's a holy man. I've retweeted it. Thanks, Glenn, for this. It's a holy man with a holy hat on, right? I don't know who he is. I don't know what religion it is. I don't know, OK? He's got a cross on the top of his head. He's about to get into a car. What, is secu- what does his security man do? Just bends the cross down for him. I've just retweeted it, at Ian Lee. I don't know who that gentleman is, but, uh, no, I can't stop watching it either. <laughs> but, uh, Adrian has tweet- retweeted it from there. You've got to credit all of these people all the time. Uh, any Texas that we should be concerning ourselves with? Let's have whiz, a look. Let's whiz. have a look. Uh, yeah, this is some lovely, some lovely thoughts for Kelly. And uh, this one from Alan in Luton. Very best wishes to Kelly for a future up north. We've enjoyed your company <laughs> at Three Counties, and we're very sorry you're leaving. Many thanks, Alan of Luton. Well, okay. What would you say to Alan? I'm sure. Well, Kelly, would, well, Kelly would say, um, "Oh, hang on a second. To do that, to do that, I've got to, I've got to pause the kinks to get Kelly's response." Mm. There we go. Right, and you know what? I said that noise might be one of the reasons why she attracts a certain kind. Terry and Milton Keynes, can't believe we won't hear Kelly Betts' sexy voice anymore. Right. It's what helps me get up in the morning. Ladies, ladies, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, I mean, please. Best ending of any song ever is this. Oh, well, that's what we're doing next week. So, the best endings of songs. We're literally going to play the last ten seconds of songs. That's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. I've got it. Here we go. You'd be hard pushed to beat that one, guys. Hard push. Well, easy. Yeah, go on. Stevie Wonder. I just called to say I love you. Finishes with the bum, bum, bum. Okay, yeah, yeah, there you go. He's just pressed the button on his keyboard. 
He's, he's found the button on his keyboard, he's pressed it and he's having it. Yeah. What's this rap song you keep talking about? You missed it. Oh, did you play it? Yes, mate. What, what time? Clocks. I'll go and listen again. It was, about, it was the top of the hour at 8 o'clock. Brilliant. 40 minutes ago. It really was, uh, really was a, lot of, a, lot of th- a lot of fun. I've got a spooky text from Danny Milton Keynes. Oh, yeah, and then I'm going to talk about thongs. OK. <laughs> Equally mysterious. Mm. Morning, guys. There is a curse of Clopill's old ruined church. If you write your name on the walls, you will die. I wrote half my name and stopped. I got back to Milton Keynes. And later that night, I crashed my car and split my eye open. Imagine I'd finished writing my name. I wouldn't be texting you now. His name is Dan. So? So do you just write Dan? You might have just put Dan rather than his surname. You don't want to be traced, do you? So long, Thong. Hello, Joyce. Oh, she's soon. Oh, I know what's going to happen now. Thongs, bookcases and bread makers are out of favour with Brits. What a weird list of things. I have two out of three of those. But retro record players, healthy healthy spiralizers, and David Cameron suits are all those. Guys, this story's already taken a bizarre twist. What the hell is a healthy spiralizer? I've got no idea what that means. What's a healthy spiralizer? Kelly, mm? what's a healthy spiralizer? I'll show you. Fishnet stockings have also been cast aside. Hi, Hello, I know Kelly. Oh, she's doing the phone call. I'm yeah. so sorry. According to a report on modern retail trends, while a new breed of master shopper has been born. Experts say Brits went off. So this is a list of things that were, pop- were popular and aren't popular and are popular that weren't popular. Experts say Brits went off bread makers after they started baking from scratch. While ebooks hit bookcase purchases. I mean, how, how? No. Surely there's only you only need a certain number of bookcases, then that's it. You you you'd never sell a bookcase again. Yeah, exactly. You get one that's going to last, and you, you you get rid of books as and when, don't you? You don't just keep filling them. Sales of fishnets and thongs have also plummeted in favour of bigger, cold, comfier pants. <laughs> And, oh, for crying out loud, you idiots. You know what's made record players popular again? Us. No, technostalgia. Technos. They've wow. made it a word. They've made it a word. We'll go through the rest of this list in a bit. 03459 455 555. If you want to say goodbye to Kelly Betts, you can do. I mean, she's here for quite a bit longer, but you, know, you might want to get it out of the way and then it's done. So you don't forget about it. Um, and also your spooky stories of hexes, curses and demons, please. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are eight mile queues on the M25 anti-clockwise between Junction 26 Wolf Mabby and 24 for Potter's Bar because of an accident. All the lanes have been reopened but it's really, really slow, especially because of a second accident in the Homestead Tunnel. On the M1 towards London, it's very slow from Junction 6 for North Watford towards Junction 5 for the A41 and the A1M is busy southbound between Junction 8 for Hitchin and 7 for Stevenage. In Waddesdon on the A41, the high street's very slow around Quainton Road in the roadworks and on the A413 Free from Wendover to Great Missenden, there are severe delays approaching Bowood Lane because of the roadworks there. Queues are all the way back from Nash Lee Road. On the train departure boards and the 905 service from Bedford to London St Pancras has been delayed. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Sammy. <sighs> very weird show today, but we're getting there. 8.45... 
the Friday the 16th of October. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Hearts County Council has paid out over £1 million in compensation uh, in the last two and a half years for damage caused by potholes and pavements. The future of a community hub in Milton Keynes, which has been threatened with closure, is still uncertain following a public meeting last night. Let's get the weather. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, a very good morning to you. It's going to be a mostly dry but a rather cloudy day today. Perhaps a few outbreaks of drizzle at times, maybe towards um, eastern areas of Hertfordshire in particular, but otherwise dry, predominantly cloudy though. And we've still got that very chilly northeasterly wind too. Feeling quite cool underneath all of the cloud, particularly in exposure to that breeze. And we're looking at highs today of probably only around 12 or 13 Celsius. That's 55 in Fahrenheit. Now for this evening and overnight, it's going to be a cooler night than we saw last night. A few clear spells around dry, Really rather cloudy though. Um, lows of probably around sort of six or seven degrees in some of the more prone spots as we head into tomorrow morning. Over the weekend, it's more of the same. Now, there will be a bit of brightness, a good bit of brightness, in fact, um, some spells of sunshine at times, and the wind will ease down so it'll feel a bit more pleasant. It should stay mostly dry, perhaps the odd shower here and there tending to be quite light, but um, but do cater for a dry but rather cloudy weekend. Top temperatures up to around 13 or 14 Celsius. That's uh, 57 in Fahrenheit, and it all stays largely similar as we head into next week with a different wind direction by Tuesday. That's the forecast. BBC Three Counties Radio. We're looking for your stories of finding love later in life. I've been married a long time and I'm a real sweetheart like that. From moving on to starting again, is love better second time around? And how do you meet a new partner in 2015? Never ever thought we'd meet anybody again. But you turned up on the doorstep. An adult conversation about getting together. Tell us your story. 03459 455 555. It was just fate that brought us together. Love later in life. All next week on BBC Three Counties Radio. Sounds sexy. So these are the things that um, are, are, are on the up. These are the products that are more popular now than they were, right? And I don't know what the, some of these things are. What the hell is a spiralizer? Apparently, yes. it's something that shreds your um, vegetables into um, spirals because that's more healthy than chunks, I guess. Okay. Well, but so the shape of the food doesn't make it healthy. It's the food. Yeah, if you eat thin food, you get thin. Rule. Okay, what's now? I'm hoping this is not something. This might be a sex toy. What's a Nutri Bullet? Oh, no, it's not. Oh, what is it? You got one? No, I haven't. It's a blender um, with a fancy name, I think. They sell, uh, John Lewis sell a Nutribullet every four minutes. But then John Lewis isn't even open all the time. Online they are. Uh, other products on the up. Record player. Skinny blue suit. Mm. John Lewis saw a 75% increase in sales of David Cameron's favourite suit colour. I, like, well, I wear a blue suit. I'm a blue suit kind of guy. Blue or blue Is it because of David Cameron? I made a terrible mistake. One of the last suits I bought, I'm going to buy, I need to get a new suit actually. But I bought, it was in the shop and it was really, it was dark and I took it home and I took it out and it was ever so slightly shiny. Oh no. Oh, I'm not an estate agent. I don't work for Foxtons. Products in decline. Corded telephones. Well, yeah, yeah. since 1998, you divs. Although I did have one in the year 2000s because I was being cool and retro. It didn't work though. <laughs> Um, formal silverware. Well, that only happens during weddings. Mm. Bread makers, loom bands. Last year's craze bounced out of nowhere, but this year it's not so cool for school. Well, that was the craze like four years ago. Yo-yos, pogo sticks. 
Fishnet stockings, thongs and bookcases are all down. <laughs> Is it because of Fifty Shades? Thong- oh, I made a joke there, I made a joke there. Go on. Thongs are down. They're definitely up. No? No, they no. are. Stockings, stockings are down. Stockings are up. Thongs are down. Stockings are up. Okay. But the stockings are down as well. We'll get there in the end. Uh, we'll get there in the end. Uh, Hello. No, I think... I'll... It doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, by the way, if you're just like some old duffer that's phoning up just to say goodbye to Kelly and talk to her for five minutes, uh, could you not... Do... Can you believe this, Dealey? Unbelievable. All these old perverts and um, <laughs> women are phoning up... No, oh. no, 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 no. There was only one pervert. The rest were really lovely. <laughs> 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 no names, no pack drill. Hey, isn't it dark? I'm just looking out the window. Isn't it dark? Yeah, it is, horrible. though. Isn't it yeah. dark? Yeah. Oh, it's going to rain today. I think it's going to rain today. If you're phoning up just to chat to Kelly... No, 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 no. It's not how it works we're not uh, you know the Darby and Joan hotline um, if you want to come on and, and you know record a piece for um, the obit package that Kelly's putting together for herself <laughs> then you can do and that's going to go on for the next couple of weeks but otherwise I'm assuming Justin you'll uh, you'll be able to script a little you, you, you can write some things for, for people to, to read and put what, into what a Kelly Betts tribute package course, yeah. is that what you're after yeah yes mate imagine you're Paul Gambaccini right yes, imagine yes. you're Paul Gambaccini and yep. Roger Daltrey's just died right right yep yep I want that kind of vibe about <sighs> Kelly Betts that's a strong vibe. Can I you can do it? De- I'm confident I can deliver those goods in a nice, tidy package. And I, 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 um, uh, I, I've not just cursed Roger Daltrey, have I? One of my favourite rock singers mm, from The yes. Who. Oh. But I think you only did it once. You might have got away with it. Okay. Hello, Roger. I like you. No, that's not what I said, mate. No, yeah, yeah, it no, was. It no, was. No, I liked you in The Who. I really liked you in The Who. I really liked you in The Who. <laughs> and then plan. thanks for the music. Yeah, I did. I said those things. Uh, and do you know what? You're all laughing at me because I did actually no, say those No, you should be glad you said it. Exactly. Because you he, just cursed him and he's going to no, pop his clogs no knowing. One, no one says these things to these big rock stars. No one goes up to Roger Daltrey and says, you know what? When you're in The Who, I really enjoyed that stuff you did. Right? <laughs> no one says that because, it, oh, it's too scared. Oh, they're too scared. Oh, oh, could you sign this record? I didn't sign anything. I didn't ask for a selfie or a bum free or any of that stuff. Yeah. I just said, Roger, really like the stuff you did with The Who. Why Thanks for say, the songs. Why don't you say, Roger, listen, I think you're a player. I love your muscles. I'm glad you're still going. You are a legend. Not Roger, I liked you in The Who. I mean, I liked him in The Who, and I didn't like his solo stuff. All right, being, OK. Like, he's getting the honesty that people like yeah. that who have to surround themselves with Yes Men and Pete Townsend don't get. Mm. All right, OK, OK, the big thing then. Did you yeah. say to him, Roger, I liked no. you in The Who, but I didn't like your solo stuff? Did you say that to him? No, I didn't, mate, because no, I'm, not, so I'm no. not cruel. I'm not cruel. I wasn't talking to Terry Duris. I'm not cruel, OK? <laughs> I was... I, I, it, it, it was implied. He gave me the look as if to say, all right, you didn't like uh, my album Ride a Rock Horse. Um, in that case, I understand. But what wasn't implied, and maybe I should... And you're right. What I should have been yeah. more obvious about was I should have said... I yeah, only like... No. Just, yes, the acting career was a bit stinky, but do you know what? I did really like uh, McVicker. I did like McVicker, and I yeah. should have said that, and I should have brought yeah. up McVicker. Next time I meet jo- uh, Roger Daltrey, Mate. I'm going to talk about the movie McVicker. We, we all have regrets. Yeah, it's a great film, McVicker. Mm-hmm. Him and Adam Faye. Oh, I, oh, I'm right. I'm finding McVicker today. You know, have you seen that? No. Oh, What's it brilliant. about? It's about McVicker. Um, who's he? He's John McVicker. He's um, he's a British gangster. He es- he's one of those ones that glamorises um, uh, thugs. All right. Uh, and he escapes from prison. And then one day he goes, he escapes from prison and he goes back to his wife and to his girlfriend and she's cooking um, in breakfast, fried egg breakfast, right? But she's got an apron on and no clothes underneath. I saw that film as a nine-year-old that boy. That terribly. I, she should be careful. No, I saw that film as a nine-year-old boy and that's the image that stuck with me. Gosh. Good film, good film. John McVicker. Boss. Yes, sir. Would you like a slick link? Yeah, I would actually. What, for this yeah. show? Yeah, for this show, for this well, show. Go on, go on. We've been talking there about McVicker. 
Okay. I've got an email in my hand here right now from oh. Avica. Oh, don't embarrass yourself. This is no, 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 this is no, good. No, no, this, this is, is this is good. Okay. This is mm. coming from Reverend David Beresford. Yep. It's from the Church of the Holy Cross, Marsh yep. Farm, Luton. Yep. He says, Ouija boards, a word of advice. This is real. Justin Dealey, spelt incorrectly, but it's okay. That's Justin okay. is right. People who play around with this stuff are placing themselves in danger because you can't always control something you don't understand. This is not nonsense. I have seen people's lives wrecked because of it. From McVicar to Vicar. I've that's, just had some deja vu. Yeah, mm. that's, a, that's a vicar telling us that, uh, that something is real. Okay. Mm. Um, oh, here we go. Oh, no, no. I said some, it's someone's doing a joke about football, Jade Hogg. So it was, oh, oh, Jade Hogg. Um, so we won't go. Anyway, you've taken yeah. this to the streets, Dealey. You've, 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 we're all imagining ourselves bathed yeah. in a healing white light as we approach the, uh, the dark side. Can I ask where, where this came from this morning? I mean, uh, the Daily uh, Mirror. It's, it's, yeah. it's a very slow news day. That's why we're doing potholes as our lead. Blimey! <laughs> uh, and when the Mirror is, when there's not much news. The Mirror on page eight, they just compile a list of stuff they found on Google, and yeah. um, it's um, it's a list of uh, curses today. That's where it mm, came from. Mm. Yep. Okay. So curses are they real? I told you about uh, my story earlier on. Don't mess with this sort of stuff. So I've got yeah. uh, two little packages here for you. Okay. I don't know whether you've got some spooky music at ready for this one I because these stories are very hard hitting. Speaking music did you say no 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 spooky spooky oh, music. I've, I've got i've got the yeah, spooky music okay. hang on a second let me just get now, the spooky music up hang on a minute hang on we're gonna do we're gonna do it probably here we go what i would say before we start yeah. is <coughs> some well oh no no hang on that's not spooky sorry sorry there we yeah. go <laughs> hang on here we go spooky music oh wait away you go okay some of the stories that, that were recorded on the streets this morning we can't use because they are too terrifying. So two packages, okay? First of all, you said earlier on, have you ever been cursed? Or do you know anybody who has been cursed? Terrifying story number one, hit play. Madam, you know people that have been cursed and um, things have happened to them. Tell us what happened. Um, okay. She, she didn't believe, um, he, sorry, thought it was funny to walk under the ladder because like, they were painting that time, but there's no one up there. So he walked under it and then a little bit later, he lost his week ticket. He bought his week bus ticket that he bought the day before. Oh my goodness, man. <laughs> That's, he, he thought it was like, we were mucking back from saying, oh, you're jinxed and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, uh, there is the evidence. I mean, something really bad happened. He lost his bus ticket. Yeah. Um, I think I may have just wasted a bit of my exorcist theme for... Um, you know the superstition about walking under ladders? You know that's, that's, that's a practical thing. It's because if you walk under ladders, mm. things mm. might fall on you. That's where that comes from. Mate, that person walked under a ladder and they lost their bus ticket. They lost their week later. ticket. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's, that's, <laughs> okay. that's story okay. number one. Okay. 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 Oh. Package number two. You've been talking about these uh, Ouija boards and uh, people not messing with them. Got a couple of stories here on people who have taken the risk. Here we go. Irene, we'll keep this brief because you've got uh, a doggy bag in your hand, which, which is full. Okay. Irene, you played with uh, one of these Ouija boards before. Yeah. Tell us what happened, Princess. Well, the curtains went and the table went up and the, the glass just went mad. And The curtains went up? Yeah, the curtains moved, yeah. What sort of curtains were they? What, what sort of material? Can you remember? No, quite heavy. Quite heavy. Yeah. yeah. Not you, sir, but somebody else. Tell us what happened. Uh, my mother-in-law, and that's the only time she ever played with it. Anything bad happened? Uh, she was convinced that, or they were convinced that they were contacted by the spirit of a little girl. And three weeks later, my mother-in-law found out she was pregnant with my wife. So that's what happened. Okay, well, as Adrian says about the gentleman and his weak bus ticket, <laughs> um, 
Oh, no, it's not Adrian. It's Ian who says, that's not a curse. He's just careless. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear, dear. But to me. end in reincarnation, boss, come on. Come on, that's strong. Yeah, that is, that is strong. That is very strong. you got 20 seconds, Daily. What's happening tomorrow at 6? Uh, Nick Kershaw's coming on the programme tomorrow morning and uh, also on the streets uh, talking to the ladies, a ladies' perspective. Yeah. Do we need a geezer hosting Strictly Come Dancing? Ladies, oh. I've been talking to recently. They are furious about this. You'll hear more tomorrow morning. Daily, excellent stuff. Thank you very much. Don't forget, of course, you can listen to me and Catherine tomorrow midday, uh, 12 till 2. Go down the rabbit hole. If you're looking for it on the iPlayer, you want, you've got to type in Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle. It pops up, I promise. We staggered to the end of another week. Next week, if I remember, we're doing the best endings of songs. We're just going to play the last 10 seconds of songs. That could be Sony got on the Sony's aren't going anymore. Ah. news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are delays on the M25 anti-clockwise for three miles between junction 25 for Enfield and 24 for Potters Bar because of a serious accident earlier and a second accident in the Homestead Tunnel adding to the delays. In Bishop Stortford on Stansted Road there's reports it's been closed by an accident at the junction from Michaels Road which is causing delays back from Parsonage Lane and in Dunstable a high street north is very slow southbound heading towards Brewers Hill Road with delays back from the A505 because of roadworks there. In Waddesdon on the A41 the high street has queues between Quainton at Quinton Road where the roadworks are there and there is severe delays on the A413 in both directions in Wendover Dean between Great Missenden and Wendover they're, more, they're west southbound all the way back from Nash Lee Road Smart the Bruff BBC Three Counties Radio Sammy just an apology to the listeners and to you I really hope that Justin Dealey and I haven't put the willies up you this morning I'm really scared now yeah I thought not, not I thought you might be you've seen the type that's it guys that's your lot back on tomorrow at midday and then Monday at 6 till then from us ta-ta Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Friday. We've made it. It's nine o'clock. And on the big phone-in today, do you support parents who take their children on holiday during term time? A man who took his six-year-old daughter to Florida during the school term has won a court battle against his local education authority. John Platt was fined £120 for breaking the school rules, but refused to pay, as he argued the law only required children to attend school regularly. John, whose daughter has a 93% attendance rate, has told the BBC, I cannot allow a local education authority to tell me what is right for my kids. I know what's best for my kids. Well, the Department of Education, meanwhile, they say it's a myth that missing school, even for a short time is harmless to a child's education. Well, I want to hear your reaction to this story this morning. Do you support parents who take their children on holiday during term time? Here's my telephone number for your call. It's 03459 455 555. This is the JVS Show on BBC Three Counties Radio. I'll take your call in just a second, but first let's get the latest BBC News at nine o'clock with Simon Oxley. The headlines, no decision on future of Milton Keynes Community Hub, Hearts County Council spending over £1 million on roads compensation and restored Bedfordshire airship hangar opening this morning. BBC Three Counties Radio. The future of a community hub in Milton Keynes, which has been threatened with closure, is still uncertain following a public meeting last night. The buzzy 
based in the old bus station opposite the Central Railway Station, helps hundreds of young or disadvantaged people, but was told its fundraising car park was being taken back by the council-owned Milton Keynes Development Partnership. Denise Davis-Borum is from Community Group Make a Difference. We did get to speak to Milton Keynes Council, who have offered us support, that's to make a difference, and some funding, which we wouldn't have got without the um, campaign that's been run to save the buzzy, which is fantastic for us as an organisation, but it isn't really helping the other groups who call the buzzy their home. And I don't think we're any further forward with that. Harvardshire County Council have paid out over £1 million in compensation in the last two and a half years for damage caused by potholes and defective pavements. That's according to figures obtained by the Liberal Democrats, who say it shows the council should rethink how it maintains its roads. Cabinet Member for Transport Terry Duris says they are continuing to invest heavily in road reinvestment and repairs. The Chief Constable of Bedfordshire Police says he will challenge the government over its decision not to give them extra funding. John Boucher says they're already reaching crisis point. I asked myself whether we had a, an increase in major crime, gang crime, firearms offences. Would we have the numbers of officers, the resilience to deal with it? And I'm really not sure we would moving forward because recruitment's going to have to stop. European Union leaders say they've agreed an action plan with Turkey to help stem the flow of migrants to Europe. They've raised the prospect of visa-free travel for Turks as a reward and have promised to re-energise Turkey's entry process.